Thanks for downloading this IMSA Radio podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be broadcast, reproduced, or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by visiting imsaradio.com or search for IMSA Radio wherever they get their podcasts. Live from Trackside, this is IMSA Radio. Hello everybody and welcome to Road Atlanta. In 1998, the American endurance and sports car racing scene was changed forever with the first Petit Le Mans race. That turned into the American Le Mans series. And here we are in 2023 with the IMSA Michelin Pilot Challenge, part of a weekend that will crown champions in the IMSA WeatherTech series as well. Dr. Don Paynos' vision is alive and well. And by the amount of people who have come through the doors, the mantra, that original mission statement from 1998 of For the Fans is alive and well. We're getting ready for the final Michelin Pilot Challenge race of the year with 37 cars ready to do battle in two classes. It's the Fox Factory 120 for the season finale of IMSA Mission and Pilot Challenge. Hello, everybody. My name's John Hindorf. This is our countdown to green. And let's head straight down to the pit lane and to uh, Joe Bradley. But first of all, let's check in with Nick Damon, taking in the atmosphere just to my left. Good afternoon, Nick. Uh, good afternoon, John. And certainly is a, uh, a wonderful atmosphere. There is a very big crowd meandering down in their lightweight outfits which you think why are you mentioning lightweight outfits because there is rain in the air i mean it is it is like walking through a very light misting spray that you might get if you're being officially cooled down at a large sporting event it's that kind of misting they kind of cut your humidity to um but it is not looking like rain but it's beginning to brighten up so it's kind of just really i suppose you call it 110 percent humidity as i'm being pointed at by two Men with uh, very nice uh, big stets and hats, uh, and I'm walking as you can, as you can actually hear me walking. Um, let's go through it. Let's see. I'm just coming down to the uh, the front of the GS pit, but let's uh, as it's a long walk. Let's see how Joe's getting on with the TCRs, which are much easier to get to. I've got the TCR Paul Sitter. It's the number 17, the uh, Unitronic GDC Miller Audi RS3. It was qualified this morning by Chris Miller, and the t- I think I remember Chris. The time came pretty late in the session, didn't it? Yeah, it took a, a while to get our rear tire temps up, and then there were some guys making mistakes and spinning that kind of ruined some of our laps. But honestly, we knew the car was fast. If we could just put together a clean lap, we felt like we'd be somewhere up towards the front, and uh, it was really close, but glad that it worked out. Well, it worked out really well because you are very much at the front. Um, what's this race going to be all about? All right, two hours, you know, it's not as long as you sometimes you guys race, but it's all about that left front, isn't it, here? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're going to be taking care of the tires, fuel saving, and really just taking care of the car until the end of the race because we're in a championship battle with a couple of Hyundais behind us. So for us, it's keep it clean. We know we have a good enough car to, to run up front and just try to see what happens at the end. Great stuff, Chris. Congratulations on the poll. Let's hope it goes forward.
Joe Bradley and Nick Damon down in the pit lane. Uh, let, it's actually, I was going to say we'll go to the grid, but there's going to be a couple of cars out of position from what we're expecting on the grid. So let's go to Joe Bradley for one of those stories because uh, a Porsche not starting where we were expecting, Joe. Yeah, the, it's the number 28 Porsche. It's starting at the back. And that's why I'm able to jump straight on it, John, because it's the car that starts just ahead of the TCR pole sitter. It's the RS1 Porsche that's been put to the back of the grid. And I've got Eric Vogliaris, who, who will probably be able to tell me why. Eric, why are you guys at the back here? Because that's not where you qualified. Yeah, we had a ride height infringement for the slimmest of margins in a single corner of the car. But rules are rules. Um, this is my fourth time starting in the back. For this reason, uh, we had a couple of red flags. I got hit in one of the qualifyings this year. So I've got a little bit of experience coming from the back to the front. It's always uh, a lot of fun, and this is the final race of the season. We're not in the championship, and we have nothing to lose. I suppose, Eric, you can only go in one direction from the back, can't you? Absolutely. That's where we plan to go. Yeah. So um, does it kind of take the pressure off? When, you know, because you, you don't know what the job, job is in hand is just to keep going forward. Yeah, it does. It would be uh, less stressful starting second, but a um, little more of a challenge, right? It's the Michelin Pilot Challenge, so we brought the challenge today. You really have. Good luck. <laughs> right, let's check out where the rest of the cars are as Jeremy Shaw has the full 37 car rundown. Jeremy. No jingle? Right, uh, sorry. Yes, I was waiting for that. Uh, yeah, sorry about that. Right, yes, uh, the Fox Factory 120 at Michelin Raceway Road Atlanta. This is the 10th and final of the IMSA Michelin Pilot Challenge for 2023. Uh, as John said, uh, 37 starters. We've got 24 GS class cars and 13 TCRs. And they, there will be a class split for the start. So the GS cars up front and the TS, TCRs behind. Let's start from the 37th position. Uh, a problem in... in uh, Qualifying and through the weekend so far, unfortunately, for Mike Lamara, former series champion back in the old ST days, he will start 37th in car number 73. That's the, uh, one of two LA Honda World Racing Honda Civic FL5 TCRs. Row 18 at Sally McNulty in car number 70, the Daily Motorsports uh, Hyundai Elantra NTCR. Alongside her, the similar car from Victor Gonzalez Racing Team, car number 99, started by the team owner himself, Victor Gonzalez. Dr. Will Talley will start car number 7, that's the second of the LA Honda World Racing Honda Civics, in the 34th position. Alongside Roy Block, three-time winner this season, in number 5, KMW Motorsports with TMR Engineering, Alfa Romeo, Giulietta, Veloce, TCR. Row 16, that's Jordan Wisely in the second of the Daily Motorsports Hyundai Elantras, car number 74, alongside Nick Loymans in car number 15, one of two Rockwell Autosport Development Audi RS3 LMS sequential gearboxed cars. His teammate, Preston Brown, will start one position ahead of him, his best qualifying run of the season. Sixth in TCR, that's car number 10. Uh, alongside him, making his debut this weekend, a youngster from uh, Tennessee in one of three Brian Herder Autosport with Kerm Agajani and Hyundai Elantra NTCRs. That's car number one. Uh, on the 14th row of the grid is Harry Gottsacker, the championship leader in car number 33, also a Brian Herder Autosport with Kerm Agajani and Hyundai. Alongside him, the similar car of Brian Ortiz. That's number 91 for Van der Stur Racing. The uh, third and final Brian Herder Autosport Hyundai 
will start in the second position in TCR. That's kind of a 98 started by Mason Philippi, but on the pole position in TCR, another fine run for the fourth time this season. The Unitronic JDC Miller Motorsports Audi RS3 LMS TCR, new car for this season. That's car number 17 will start on the pole position, and that will be Chris Miller. We've already heard from Eric Filgaris in the RS1 Porsche 718 GT4, car number 28. Qualified second fastest, but uh, minutely failed post-race, uh, post-qualifying inspection. Will start last and 24th on the grid. Alongside car number 64, that's Ted Giovannis in the team TGM Aston Martin Vantage GT4. Row 11, Sean Quinlan, car number 43, Stephen Cameron racing BMW M4 GT4. Alongside the lone Chevrolet Camaro GT4R in the field for Rebel Rock Racing. Car number 71, that'll be Frank Depew. Bob McCallion will start 20th in car number 59, the Core Motorsports Ford Mustang GT4. He will have for company on that row Vin Barletta in car number 96, the championship leader coming into this weekend for Turner Motorsports, a BMW M4 GT4. Similar car for Random Vandals Racing will start one position farther forward on the grid. That's number 92 for Paul Sparta. And in the number 11 alongside him, car number 11, Will Sports Mercedes AMG GT4, that's Gary Ferreira. Tom Collingwood will start 16th in number 83 BGB Motorsports Porsche 718 GT4 RS Club Sport. And he will have for company the Lone Star Racing Mercedes AMG, number 27, Anton Diaz Pereira. Good qualifying run for him. Moise Uretsky set to start in car number 44 from the 14th position. The accelerating performance Porsche 718. Ahead of him, two more BMW M4 GT4s. One for Stephen Cameron Racing. This is an older specification uh, BMW, the F82 uh, body. That's car number 77, a, a, a youngster making just his second start in the championship. Nick Schaefer from Salt Lake City in Utah. Alongside him, or one position ahead of him on row 12, on row 6, on the outside, Sean McAllister, the car barn with Peregrine Racing, car number 39 uh, BMW. One of two Toyotas in the field, the Toyota GR Supra GT4 Evo. For Arve Motorsports, in the 11th position is car number 14, Alfredo Nagri. Uh, on row 5 is Hugh Plum for Team TGM, the second of its Aston Martin Vantage GT4s, that's car number 46. The second of the Toyotas, that's for Hattori Motorsports. So he made one other start in this championship. It won at Canadian Tire Motorsport Park. It's Toyota GR Supra GT4 Evo, car number 50. Starting driver is a 16-year-old Seth Lucas. Row four on the outside, Rory van der Stur, the van der Stur racing Aston Martin Vantage GT4, alongside Charles Espenlord making his return to the series in car number 56, one of two Marillo racing Mercedes-AMG GT4s. Row three on the outside, the second of the Turner Motorsport BMWs, car number 95 is Cameron Lawrence. For company on the grid, he will have the McCombie McAleer racing with Aerosport Ford Mustang GT4, car number 13, that's Jensen Altsman. Row uh, second, second row of the grid, best ever qualifying run for the the car that won the most recent race in Indianapolis. That's number fifty-seven, Winward Racing Mercedes AMG GT4. Bryce Ward, an excellent qualifying run. Also a fine qualifying effort for Adam Adelson in car number forty-seven, the Nola Sport Porsche seven eighteen. He will start on the inside of row two. Onto the front row, another championship contenders. Car number 72, the Marillo Racing Mercedes AMG GT4. That's Kenny Marillo. But on the pole position, first time for him, but second consecutive race for this team. That's the Motorsports in action. The lone McLaren Artura GT4 in the field. On the pole position in car number 69 from Canada is Alex Filsinger.
And breathe, Jeremy, and breathe. <laughs> so, set up rather nicely uh, for this final two-hour contest. The Fox Factory 120. Good to have your company wherever you are in the world. In a couple of minutes' time, we'll fire up the World Feed TV and you can follow through. If you're outside the US, you can follow through absolutely live with no interruption uh, for our last time for this season. Uh, we can quickly, I think, have a word with uh, uh, with the pool-sitting team from GS. Nick Dearman's found uh, more support in action. Uh, with, uh, Jesse, uh, Jesse um, well, you're on pole. What happens next? Uh, we have a two-hour race. We have to manage it well. <laughs> We have to hit our marks as drivers. The team has to execute, and I think we have a really fast race car, and I want to be at the top step when the race is done. So, Jesse, I mean, it's, it's easier said than done, but when, do you, how many different kind of strategy tactics do you have? Do you have one for, like, a yellow flag in 10 laps, or do you have one, or is it just, no, we're going to run X time with Alex, and I'm going to get in? Yeah, no, we, it depends on yellows. It depends on everything. It depends on pace from other cars, where other cars are. It, it really... There's so many variables, and that's what makes endurance racing so tricky, but also so rewarding and fun. So, hopefully, we make the right call. We're on top of things, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna do this then. Thank you, Jesse. Is there out of the motorsport in action? Uh, McLaren Artura, John. Second pole position for the McLaren. They've not been able to turn it into the win. Alex Filsinger took his first earned pole uh, earlier on today, and they would love to finish the season with a victory. You could see it probably the same about most of the teams up and down this grid in both GS and TCR. is another hard-fought season of IMSA Michelin Pilot Challenge it comes to a close. Time now to bring our endurance and GT racing community globally together, not just here on 98.1 FM, but around the world on RS2, the home of IMSA Radio, and also on IMSA.TV. Get ready for action. It's time to go racing. Michelin Pilot Challenge, live from Michelin Raceway, Road Atlanta. The Michelin Pilot Challenge on IMSA Radio, part of the Radio Show Limited Network. Well, hello everybody and welcome along to the live coverage from trackside of the final race of the season for IMSA Michelin Pilot Challenge. I'm John Hindoff. Jeremy Shaw is alongside me in the Global Broadcast Centre. It's a packed and knowledgeable crowd for the Motul Patilamon weekend, the traditional finale to the IMSA Championship seasons. It's been a long road from uh, all the way back in January and the Rolex 24 at Daytona when these competitors had one of two four-hour races. The second at a brand-new venue for them this year as we had the four-hour race into the darkness at Indianapolis. For here, it is a traditional road circuit and one of the trickiest anywhere in the world. Just over two and a half miles, 12 quarters, action areas at turn one, Right through the S's, it's pretty much follow my leader before you climb up to turn five. Maybe an overtaking manoeuvre at turn six. Turn seven, really important. 
not necessarily a passing place, but you've got to get out of there cleanly to get down over the top of the rise at turn number nine and then the heavy braking area at the turn 10A and 10B part of the circuit. We've got the team on site here with Joe Bradley, Shea Adam and Nick Damon in the pit lane. Jeremy Shaw and John Hindoff in the global broadcast booth. And sad news greeted us earlier on this week when on Tuesday we learned that our great colleague and the voice of uh, race, the raceway here at Michelin Raceway Road Atlanta as well as Road America, Ed Conway, had died. 86 years old and a lifetime of entertaining us trackside with a career that went way back to the Can-Am era and some of the best racing that's ever been seen. This weekend was one of his favourite events. And in his honour, we dedicate this broadcast to him and give him not a moment of silence, but a moment of noise from the track. And his famous saying that he always used to start the sessions with, and the cars are on track. Mr. Conway, we have enjoyed all of your stories down through the years. May you rest in peace and condolences to his family and to the many friends he has in this paddock and paddocks throughout the USA. Jeremy Shaw, let's go racing and let's finish off the season in style. Tell me about the championships. Yeah, they're both up for grabs in GS and in TCR. In GS, we've got three cars covered by just 70 points. 70 might sound a lot, but no, there's 350 points for a win, uh, and the gap from first to second is 30 points, and, uh, and on down from there. So uh, Robbie Foley and Vin Varletta, who starts, uh, Vin starts back in the uh, 19th position. They lead the points at the moment on 22.30. Behind them, Frank Depew and Robin Liddell. They will start 21st in the Chevrolet Camaro. They're 60 points behind. Just 10 points behind them in third place is Kenny Murillo and Christian Shimjak. And Murillo will start from the front row this afternoon. In TCR, the championship is being led by Harry Gottsucker and, uh, and uh, Robbie Wickens. They will start fourth today in the Hyundai Elantra, car number 33. But the pole sitter is just 20 points behind going into this final round. Uh, and uh, the uh, teammates to Harry Gottsack and Robbie Wickens, that's Mason Phillippe and Mark Wilkins, well, they are only uh, 130 points back in third position. So it's not totally out of the realm for them to get into position as well. But it's, uh, it's mainly the number uh, 33 Hyundai and the number 17 car of Chris Miller and Mikey Taylor that start from the pole position. They're going for the TCR Championship. And for the final time in Michelin Pilot Challenge, we'll have two Michelin moments of the race. Uh, one in GS and one in TCR. And a special extra award, the BDO No Strategy Award for the team with the most outstanding teamwork and consistency across the season. That's for us in the broadcast booth to decide. And we've got around about two hours to come up with those winners. The first two, obviously, influenced by what happens on the circuit here. And we'll be racking our brain, the uh, three of us who've seen all the races this year, 
to work out exactly who is going to get that extra special BDO Nose Season Strategy Award. The BMW XM safety car pulls away into the pit lane. It's 4.4 V8 engine letting it get out of the way nice and cleanly. And we are racing for the final time in 2023 for the Mission Pilot Challenge. And the Paul Sitting McLaren immediately pulls away and gets a lead. So can take an optimum line into turn one. It's the Nola Sport Porsche in second place. Adam Hamilton gets a fantastic jump and gets ahead of the pack. Then it's the AMG Mercedes of Kenny Marillo in third. Here come the TCRs down to the final corner. Split start here. And it's a green flag for them and a great jump away by the number 98. That was Mason Felipe. Now, did he jump the the start there? Problem for the pole That's why there was an issue. He could not get the power on for the pole-sitting TCR of Chris Miller in the Unitronics JDC. I thought that was a big jump by the Hyundai. Now, was he scored in the lead as he went across the Uh. line? Now... The fact that the, the 17's got a problem should mean that there won't be any penalty. Absolutely. So it's all right there. And then the green flag goes. And in fact, it's the Van der Stur car actually pushing the pole sitter across the line. But even then, it appeared that uh, it appeared that they weren't sure whether they could pass him before the line. Well, they, you can't, you, you, you're not supposed to. But it, it's clearly, the 17 car broke uh, as he put the power on, I think, uh, as acceleration... Has he accelerated? Full course yellow. We've got a track vehicle out right in front of the leader as he comes across the line and had to react very quickly indeed for the jewelry that pulled out from drivers right behind the wall. And Chris Miller is going no further. That will flat toe. Really good work by Alex Filsinger to react as the yellow flags came out at the start finish line the recovery vehicle which is already with the stranded car that was rolling and right into the path of the approaching leader of the race now effectively we neutralise the field here I'm hearing from the pit lane that uh, Joe Bradley's in the TCR side of things. The team have no word at all and no idea what the problem with the car that started on pole position. Uh, This has been designated as short yellow, Jeremy. Explain that first of all. Yeah, it just means that uh, because it's within 15 minutes of the start of the race, the pits will not be opened. So no one is allowed to come into the pits without uh, having to serve a penalty afterwards. But uh, I think it's clearly uh, maybe a drive shaft or a gearbox or something, I think, uh, has failed on that number 17 car. What a heartbreak for that team. I mean, that has been the form team coming into this uh, final round of the championship when each of the last two races at VIR and Indianapolis and was second the race before that and uh, Chris Miller did a mighty job this morning in qualifying to put that car on the pole position with his final flying lap right at the end of the session pulled it out of nowhere he was fourth going into that final lap and he vaulted to the lead but it looks like their their race and by extension their championship hopes have been dashed right away what a heartbreaker so that car looks like it will, as I say, flat toe. 
So once that car is pulled out of harm's way, it's just at the top of the hill at uh, turn two, I think, at the moment. Yeah. Didn't seem to get much further than that. I'll tell you what, hats off there to uh, right behind um, on the grid at the start of the race in TCR. In the third position was was Brian Ortiz and in car number 91. And hats off for him yeah. for staying in position there and not sort of trying to jink into the left and potentially taking somebody out. It could have been a disaster. Thankfully, Brian is, is very experienced, a really good driver. Uh, and uh, it cost him a couple of positions, but it didn't cause a massive pileup. And uh, uh, that was uh, hats off entirely to him for that. So as they come through, here's how the TCR grid got scrambled. Mason Felipe got the start from the outside of the front row for Brian Herder Allsport in the blue number 98. Teammate and championship leader Harry Gottsacker in the 33 is second. Bryson Morris in another Brian Herter Elantra is third. Brian Ortiz comes out of that in fourth in the blue and white number 91 uh, Van der Ster racing car. And as Jeremy said, he was very, very clear of mind and sharp of thought there not to move. Um, he realised what that could have done, I'm sure. And behind him, Jordan Wisely in the number 74 Hyundai. So the top five, all Hyundais. Then the two Rockwell Autosport Developments Audis, the 10 and the 15, sit in what is 6th uh, and 7th for Preston Brown and Nick Loymans. And we've already got the Audi under tour. Hearing from the pit lane and Joe Bradley that the team think that may be transmission related, as Jeremy alluded to. Uh, Roy Block has the Alpha up in eighth, Mike Lamara in ninth for LA Honda World. Uh, that car's had problems. Started all the way at the back, that number 73. They've had all kinds of electrical issues and other issues, but he's already up in the ninth place. Picked his way through the potential carnage there. He's ahead of Dr. William Talley for the other car, the 7, the seven machine, in the uh, LA Honda World Racing keep Victor Gonzalez has the VGRT uh, Hyundai in 11th. Sally McNuntley in 12th for the Hyundai. And that's it because Chris Miller is coming round on the back of a tow truck. And the, the good start, as you say there, by, uh, by Mike Lamar in number 73. Uh, and also a good start there for Jordan Wisely, uh, up into the uh, fifth position in car number 74 for Daily Motorsport season. His very first season of racing is, is Jordan. He's a, a, an actor-producer uh, in the... Uh, you know, in the entertainment industry, he lives in LA and he was doing some filming at the opening round of the season on behalf of Hyundai, went to Daytona, absolutely didn't really know much about the sport before that. He, he did some motocross as a youngster, uh, but uh, he just got absolutely mesmerized and hooked on the sport. And turns out that the team, Dylemo, was his base just a few miles from where he was brought up in Oklahoma. <laughs> Uh, and uh, he got talking with them, and they invited him to come on to do a test. He had a great time. He loved it. He did a pretty good job as well. They said, okay, let's try and put something together. And uh, this, is, uh, this will be, this weekend, uh, Jordan Wisely's uh, sixth start only in this championship. He had his best qualifying yesterday, and a tremendous start, uh, and up into fifth position. He'll be, three, he'll be grinning from ear to ear in that car at the moment, trust me. Really good reading of what was going on ahead of him yeah. there Jeremy because at that point it, it really is you don't have time to think you have to just react and and basically your 
um, your reaction precedes the thought, and and that was that was pretty good driving from him to pick his way yeah. through all of those people checking up, and I didn't see him hit anything. So yeah, really, really impressive. The uh, safety car lights are out on the BMW. Safety car team will be very comfortable in that car. We had one uh, earlier on this week and can testify to it being very fast, very agile for such a big car and really, really comfy. All right, cool. And sounds great with the 4.4 twin turbo V8, as you might imagine. So perfect for the safety car uh, role that it's playing, all-wheel drive as well. Look at the, the variety at the front of the field. Oh, We've got a McLaren leading a Porsche, leading Mercedes, leading a BMW, leading a Ford, leading an Aston Martin. Six different cars and in the top six positions at the moment. And uh, Kelly, Kenny Murillo in car number 72, the championship contender, a bit too conservative, I think, at the start there. Uh, he allowed the uh, number 47 Nola Sport Porsche of Adam Adelson to get past him at the first corner. And I think he needed to be a little, more, a little bit more aggressive. He's got to take advantage, I think, of that track position that he has. It will be a single file restart and it will be Alex Filsinger for Mia Motorsports in action and the McLaren Archera GT4. He's already hit the loud pedal, comes through to take the green flag as we complete lap number three, headed down towards the first corner. And once again, the McLaren, that low slung mid-engine British sports car has pulled out a couple of lengths on the rest of the field, and that means Alex did not have to compromise his line into turn one. Good start, too, by Adam Adelson in the mid-engine Porsche in second, but he's still having to keep an eye on his mirrors for that bright uh, orange and blue third-place AMG GT4 and Murillo Racing, the 72 car, with its mirrors full and going a little bit wide at turn five. That's number 95 of Turner Motorsport and Cameron Lawrence in the G82, the newer version of that BMW M4. Yeah, the key point there, that turn of motorsport BMW is his teammate, uh, Vin Varletta and Robbie Foley in the number 96 car. It's much farther back down the field. They're going for the championship against the car that is directly ahead of Cameron Lawrence right now, the 72 uh, Mercedes of Kenny Murillo. So keep an eye on that. Uh, you know, Cameron Lawrence is a very experienced and uh, very sensible driver. I can't, can't imagine he's going to do anything silly uh, at all. But uh, certainly Kenny Murillo has got to be you know, mindful of the fact that he's got a championship rival's teammate on his bumper. TCR's having started line astern now already into the rear of the GS field. Mason Falibi, Harry Gottsacker, Bryson Morris, Brian Ortiz. Brian Ortiz now in fourth position. Cutting his way through, Frank Depew trying to stay out the way. And the last run uh, in this championship, as the homologation is about to run out for the Chevy Camaro GT4. Waiting to hear what plans for Frank Depew and Rebel Rock Racing, Robert Liddell, who's been so instrumental in getting that programme together with the Urban Grid sponsorship. They were hoping for a Corvette GT. D car, but that hasn't come to fruition. So waiting to hear whether they are staying with the bow tie in some way, shape, or form, or whether they are going to have to change manufacturers. But definitely want to be back racing in 2024. The second place, Harry Gottsack and Brian Hartsport Elantra has a great view going into turn six of the leader. 
That's the number 98 car, Mason Felipe, who leads. And again, this is difficult for the TCRs. They don't run absolutely full power here in IMSA. They're at about 93% to try and get uh, some performance difference between the GS cars and the TCRs because they are running on the same piece of racetrack. Cross the line. The leader goes through as we've lost. For, oh, the Ford's gone off. The 13 machine has gone off. That is at turn seven. And there's some damage to the front of that car. Just saw that flash up on the timing screen. And where was that car running at the time? Fifth. Yeah, I thought so, Jeremy. So, what has happened there? Turn seven to go off that far is quite unusual to see the uh, damage on the front of that car. It's the McCumby McAleer racing car for Jensen Altman. He started that car. Chad McCumby, man with his name above the door. It's not moved, and we're covering it with a stationary yellow at the moment. Been a decent start by Jensen. He's trying to roll that car around at the moment. Meantime, battling at the front of the field. AMG versus BMW. Cameron Lawrence and Kenny Marillo. And Marillo goes through in the blue, white and yellow machine. Excuse me. Cameron Lawrence goes through in the blue, right and yellow BMW ahead of Marillo. And that's a new third place. Well, oh, it was a little bit of a hip and shoulder on Jensen Altman there. From, was that Rory Vandester in the Aston that was right alongside him? Yes, it was. Mm. And that is what has pushed him into the tie wall at turn seven. It's really unusual to see somebody get that far out. But side by side. And I just wonder if there was a clip on the right front wheel and Michelin tyre of Jensen's Mustang and it might have broken the steering arm which has pushed him off the track the camber on the front wheels the, the bottom of the front wheels stick out more than the top and if you get wheel to wheel contact you can break a steering arm the field are coming through there and oh and Van der Stur's gone down the inside there's a yellow flag there and he's just done exactly the same thing to Kenny Marillo at the same point with a yellow flag at the corner. So Rory Vanister with two incidents at turn seven, one on the way out, which has got a car off the track there, and one at the apex. The yellow flag is out. So that is, well, that's going to be looked at by race control, and Kenny Marillo will be absolutely fuming about that. Yeah with a yellow flag flying into the right-hander at turn seven to cover Jensen Altman. We have gone now, Jeremy, full course yellow. Yeah, Van der Stur just set the fastest lap of the race last time around uh, and clearly was a bit too fired up there. And, uh, you know, what, what you have to... He's a young driver, uh, but you've got to respect the championship contenders in my book. Yeah, you want to make, you make passes, that's fine. But, uh, look, the, Kenny Marillo is, is fighting for a championship here and... Uh, you don't want to be making contact and under yellow it's particularly inexcusable 
Uh, I think uh, I think the world of Rory. I think he's a, a really talented young man. He and Austin McCusker have done a nice job this season, but he's uh, maybe he's, you know, he's maybe he's trying to get out of the way there. But uh, he shouldn't have been alongside in the first place, quite no. frankly. Let's take this opportunity. Both of those incidents, by the way, have been reviewed by race control. Let's take the opportunity while that happens. We, Kenny's dropped back into the pack. Let's go down to Nick Damon first of all. We posed the question about why the uh, number 73 Honda had started so far back. Now, they did make a little bit of hay, Nick, uh, during that kerfuffle at the start of the race, the original green flag. What's the word from the LA Honda World team? Well, with, uh, with Ryan Eversley, Ryan, uh, first of all, you, know, you had a terrible uh, practice uh, sessions. Obviously, the car is running. Is it actually fixed? Yeah, we, uh, we traced it back to uh, several pairs of faulty coils. And you know, there's a lot of problems that we kind of went through to find it. And uh, it worked out really well. So, so far, the car is running pretty fast. And Mike's kind of learning what the shift points are, where to break. Because this car didn't do a single lap all weekend. So, I'll figure it out in the stint. Fortunately, Mike's doing a good job. He's already moved into the top ten. And I would be surprised if we get a top five out of this thing. But... There's some uh, hard-charging people fight for a championship out there. We don't want to get in the way of that, but the LA Honda World guys worked all night, figured it out, and uh, we got a race car, so I'm happy about that. Team up on the wall at the moment. Is that just a precaution? Yeah, we were hoping to do the uh, splash for uh, before that yellow came out, if we could beat beat the car around, but the pace car or the yellow came out too quick. So our FL5 Civic's biggest problem since the debut has been fuel fuel cell capacity size. So we're a little short on fuel, so we're just going to go ahead and start topping it up now. We want to be able to run the last 45, 50 minutes at full pace, not saving anything. So trying to get ahead of that now since we're near the back anyway. Great, sir. Thank you, Ryan. Thanks, guys. Roy Block has uh, literally just been in the pits in the number five KMW Alfa Romeo, the only Alfa Romeo in the TCR field. He's took on fuel. His teammate, Tim Lewis, watched on. Uh, Tim, I think you guys got in just before that went full course caution. Yes, I believe we did. Um, just a great strategy call by the team. Uh, Duncan's always bang on with his calls and that just helps us further down the road with our fuel and our, our pit stop window. I do want to uh, give well wishes to Michael Lewis. Uh, he's not here this weekend because of some unfortunate contact between us at Indy and um, I, I just I feel bad about it and I want to wish him well. Well, hopefully he's, he's li- I'm sure he, he is watching and listening if he is, and we hopefully uh, he will get well. Um, that's going to extend the fuel window for Roy. It's going to extend his driver's stint. Were you guys planning on, on cutting this race in half and, and going half-off, because that's now out of the window? Uh, I mean, that strategy can be sliced a thousand ways, right? Um, really, what our goal is and our driver changes that's our last stop and, uh, until the end so we're green to go on fuel uh, unless we take a little gamble so i think that just gives us a good cushion that um we maybe not have to take a gamble yeah. Yeah. the saying is tim that endurance race is a one on the pit wall and that was a great strategy call from you guys well done Thank thanks man pits are open for the gs cars uh, and taking advantage of that, Nick Damon is alongside a tyre change that's going on for the turn of BMW number 96. Yeah, I'm about uh, three uh, garages up and I, I, I watched it and, and suddenly they did seem to lay out tyres. I just wonder, I, I, I would put money, I think, I think the rear right got changed. Um, pretty sure it did actually, but uh, you know, you, you, you can quote that, but it. it, it <laughs> But apparently, I, I, it was both lefts that got changed. That's interesting. I mean, I, I'm just, I, I, it's one of those wins where you're looking at your car comes in, you hop on the wall, you look down, and you've seen the last remnants. 
But uh, I'll go and find out what the uh, the overall thing was. But certainly, it took some fuel, and they stopped. And obviously, with those five uh, five bolt nuts, it takes a while. Yeah, good point. Uh, that is a championship contending car, of course. Yeah, and potentially a, a championship winning uh, decision there by the team. I mean, yeah, we, we're how far into the race now? Nearly. 20 minutes. 20 minutes into the race, so we're halfway through Vin Balleda's stint. He will get out at the earliest oppor- opportunity and hand that car to uh, Robbie Foley. Now, though, they'll need, you know, the, the tar change is, is done at least on one side, uh, and uh, you know, it, it, less fuel to go in that car. So, as quick as they can make their driver change, get Robbie Foley in and get back out uh, underway again once the, the window is open, once Vin has completed his uh, minimum drive stint of uh, 40 minutes. 40, 40 minutes, mm. correct. Uh, for this being the standard two hour uh, standard two hour competition well there's going to be a bit of sorting out to do uh, with those two interviews the sad sight over on the uh, pit lane or behind the pit lane to our left of the number 17 Unitronics Audi being pushed into its awning and the JDC Miller Motorsports mechanics looking down at drive shafts both sides of the two litre turbocharged four cylinder engine mounted transversely in that Audi it's a great formula TCR and since Simza have uh, adopted it as the touring car formula it's been great for us fabulous entertainment Lots of different manufacturers build these cars for the global TCR and national TCR championships. It's a fairly simple formula, four or five doors and two-litre four-cylinder turbocharged engine. And basically after that, have at it. It could be a saloon, could be a hatchback. And it's been very popular indeed. Uh, Robbie Forley is going to explain to Nick Damon exactly what those tactics were for the number 96 car with Finn Barletter on board. Robbie, you pulled uh, Vin in, in the pits quite early. I mean, I, I was looking from a distance. I couldn't quite see how many tyres you changed and which ones. Uh, potentially all of them. And uh, we're setting ourselves up for later, trying to take advantage of some strategy options. Um, and yeah, we'll see what happens. Is every single car here on a, a single stop and a splash? No one can do it with just a single stop. It's going to be tough. We'll have to see how the yellows come. Um, but from here, it's uh, for us at least, no. Uh, and how are you judging this race? It wasn't the greatest qualifying, and you're obviously big title contenders. How are you ju- taking on as, as we go through this period? Yeah, just like a normal race, honestly. We haven't had the ultimate pace this weekend, which is unfortunate, obviously. But, um, yeah, these guys, Don and uh, Steven on the box and all the Turner Motorsport guys give us a great strategy all the time. So if we can get ourselves forward in the field towards the front, I think we'll be okay. So is this why you, the first thing you do is try and get an alternate strategy to give you that advantage? Yeah, maybe you'll see us jump forward later on. That's the, that's the goal. That'll be great. Best of luck. Thanks. Time and time again, Don Salama, the strategist oh. there for Turnimos, has, has done exactly that same, uh, pulled exactly that same strategy and generally works out in his favour uh, because you know, their next stop, when they make it, will be shorter than most other drivers. And Robbie Foley, we know how good and how fast he is. He's... He, uh, he spent several years driving alongside Bill Arblin. He learned a ton from Bill, who is one of the best tutors uh, and mentors in this business, no question about that. Uh, but Robbie Foley has taken everything on board really well, really well. He's a very impressive now driver now in his own right and uh, going for this championship uh, today in that number 96 BMW. 
Right. We're about to go back racing, Jeremy. Mm. Let's try and get into a bit of a rhythm here. That's what we're hoping. The Elliott Honda World number 73 TCR, we just heard that. Uh, took a splash trying to get that car to the end. Not the biggest of fuel cells in that car. I'm, I'm surprised to hear that. No, that's actually. I, don't, I, don't understand honestly, that one. I think that's uh, that's a red herring. Okay. Uh, but uh, what, if you're out on the tra- racetrack and wondering why there's been some overtaking going on there amongst the cars at the back of the pack, if you're new to IMSA competition, what's going past there is what's called the class split. The GS cars, at least uh, theoretically, are faster than the TCRs. Uh, and when we get ready for the restart, the, all the GS cars will be in a train, all the cars on the lead lap at least, uh, which is uh, 23 of them now with Jensen Holtzman out of the race, unfortunately. And then the TCRs will line up behind that. So that's the theory and the practice. But when we get back to green, the quicker TCR cars are quicker than some of the drivers in the GS cars toward the back of the field. So there's going to be some more shuffling around in the first few laps after the restart. But out front, it's all the GS cars. And Alex Filsinger, having made a, an exemplary start from the pole position, is uh, going to try and extend that advantage again in that Mia McLaren out front. In the air, it's 68 Fahrenheit, 20 degrees Celsius. On the track, 25 degrees Celsius, 77 Fahrenheit. Pretty good conditions to go motor racing. The Michelin tyres getting back up to temperature and pressure. And here we go again for the third green flag of the Fox Factory 120. And another brilliant start by Alex Filsinger. He's got pre- plenty of practice of this. So the Mia McLaren clears off around about six or seven cars lengths. The battle for second is between Porsche and BMW. Adam Adelson for Nola Sport and Cameron Lawrence for Turner Motorsport. The GS field then back underway. Team TGM and Hugh Plum right in behind... That's Bryce Ward and the new colours of Winward for this race. This is Breast Cancer Awareness. They won the last race out. Race teams are superstitious. But Bryce and the team had committed to some fundraising and some awareness raising for a very good cause. And despite a winning car last time around, they've gone with it. And Bryce, with one of his best qualifying performances of his career his best right not okay. one of yeah. right the best yeah. of his career <laughs> and he's got close company at the moment with Hugh Plum sitting in behind that black and pink car incident responsibility with Jensen Altman for the car number 19 that's R- Rory van der Stur in fourth place at the moment and that will be a drive through that is one of two incidents that were being looked at that involved that car. They will be looked at in chronological order. There's Bryce going through turn one in that distinctive pink and black car. That is the battle for fourth and fifth now with Sean McAllister and the BMW of Carbon with Peregrine. The green and grey car following them. Charles Esplanab right there as well. Charles has been drafted in as a bit of a super sub. And he's done a cracking job, very experienced with the car. As in comes Rory Vanister to serve his first penalty. I suspect there might be another one coming. It's going to take him way out of contention, of course. 
Phil Singer leads by a second and a half. Battles for second and third between Porsche and BMW and then Bryce Ward had a horrible start to the race at Indianapolis. Had to avoid an accident and then went off the track, helped off the track, it should be said. Kept his cool, fought back, made up a couple of places, handed the car over in good shape and they went on to win the race. Second penalty, as we expect, expected this time for the dive bomb up the right hand side of the championship contending Kenny Marillo and the Mercedes and Kenny's dropped back to 8th position so Rory Vanister I think will drop off the lead lap with this second penalty if not it's going to be very close indeed he's going down the back straight to 10 at the moment and the leader is coming up to turn 5 yeah it's certainly going to be uh, pretty close he's going to have to uh, get a move on he's not going to serve the penalty this time around, uh, Van der Stur. But, um, yeah, he's got, got his work cut out from here. He, he might just be able to do another drive-through and stay on the lead lap. And, then, of course, then, if there is another full-course caution, it'll bunch up the field. And if he can stay on the lead lap, he's still not out of this by any means because uh, the, we know the car is fast. In fact, he's actually set the fastest lap of the race, a 127.66. And his uh, young teammate, Austin McCusker, is uh, equally talented oh, and fast, yeah. so uh, no re no reason why uh, all things being equal, they can't get themselves back into the contention of for this win. The two Toyota GR Gazoo Racing Supras are side by side, four position. <laughs> the Gazoo Racing coloured car, the red, white, and black machine, just perhaps with the advantage Whoops. down the outside. As somebody's gone off ahead of them into the gravel, and that is ah, oh, it's the BMW of Carbon. The number 39 car, and that's Sean McAllister, who's gone off from sixth position. He locked up right in front of those two battling Toyotas of Hattori Motorsports and Ave Motorsports, Seth, uh, Seth Lucas and Alfredo Nashley. Now, that'll bring out a full-course caution again. Oh, wheels on the grass, under braking. Just went across the yellow and blue curbs to the right hands. Oh, he was... There was he moved there by the... Uh, by team TGM's Hugh Plum, with whom he was battling. He was alongside Hugh, and Hugh just made a little move to the right-hand side as they were coming into the braking area, or in the braking area. I suspect that will be being looked at as well. Oh, grief. Uh, race control, having a busy paper. They need to sit down a cup of tea after this. Um, we're only... At 30 minutes in, I tell you what, Jeremy, this could be absolutely spot on for people like Turner Motorsport who brought Vim Barletta in uh, for his first stop. How long yeah. will this yellow be? Leave him out to just on the 40 minutes. Ten, that's 10 minutes away. Yeah, this will be a short yellow again because... Uh, the, we've had two yellows already. The first one, that was a short one because it was within 50 minutes of the start of the race. Well, one lap. Uh, but then when we went back to green, we had three laps of, of green flag races. Then we had another yellow. 
that yes that was within 15 minutes of the previous caution period but because the previous yellow, uh, caution period had been a short one where the pits were not opened the pits were opened yeah. for that second caution period but now because it's again within 15 minutes of a of the previous caution this time they are not going to be opened so you you cannot make a pit stop now without serving a penalty if it goes beyond the 40 minutes though do you still bring vin in when they go green yeah and do your pit stop there while the, the, the field is still pretty well backed up. Can you do a, a service, a full-service pit stop or enough of a full-service pit stop to get Robbie Foley in that car? And because they've stopped early and therefore they've got more fuel and they've changed their tyres, yeah. I'd say that might just be a driver change and a splash of fuel. No question. Absolutely right. They, 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 they will put as much fuel in as it takes uh, to... To, to put the driver in the car, Correct. get him underway again. As long as he can stay on the, on the lead lap, he's golden yeah. from there because totally. he's already made his, his, his stop. He, he will have to make one more stop after that yeah. uh, at this stage because he can't do an hour and a half on, on a tank of fuel. These GS cars can do a little bit less than an hour. Well, they're supposed to be able to do a little bit less than an hour, about 55 minutes. Uh, we've seen a few occasions this year where they've done an hour, a bit more, uh, and then afterwards they got uh, tossed out because they, uh, they, shouldn't, they weren't supposed to be able to go that far and the fuel tank size were a bit questionable but, but the i mean the first gs uh, strike that the only gs that has made a pit stop is vin barletta in that number 96 car sitting in 20th position and of course this bunches the field back up again so he is in 20th position and there'll be a field split uh, there'll be no pass around nobody has uh, qualified for that no but there are a couple of gs cars in amongst the tcrs they will be able to go through yeah including including rory van der stuur did did rory van der stuur serve his second drive-through penalty though no i don't think he did either i think he's only been down the pit lane once yes he has um if they had been able to get in as you suggested jeremy that there was an opportunity yes, for him to there come was. in. There were two opportunities, in fact. Uh, the next two laps he could have come in, didn't. And now that's going to be costly because uh, he's going to, you know, if he had served the penalty, he'd still be where he is on the racetrack. I think he would have been on the lead lap. Uh, and then he would have been able to um, cycle, you know, move ahead of the TCRs at the restart. Now that option is gone. Just wonder whether we're worried about how tight that was going to be to lose the lead lap yeah. final outing for the Camaro what a fan favourite that has been Rebel Rock Racing and Frank Depew with Robin Liddell um, what a second half of the season they've had they're right in championship contention can they send this car off with a championship win sounds great as well there's something absolutely right about being at Road Atlanta and having V8 American muscle cars mixing it with the European exotic. And it's been a good season for that team. Robin yeah, Lattell always gives 100% as we know. And Frank Depew's job, and he knows it. And he's been getting a little bit of extra track time this weekend, of course, because he's been out yeah. in the VP uh, racing challenge as well. But... Frank's job is to keep that car on the lead lap and in contention. And these yellow flags, well, yes, they do help. He's in 18th position at the moment. And 
effectively help, in, yeah. the, in the line behind the leader. Absolutely, they help enormously, particularly on a relatively short lap, uh, such as we have here at uh, Michelin Raceway Road Atlanta. Uh, it lessens the opportunity, it lessens the chance of uh, number 71 car going a lap down before the pit stops. Uh, in fact, uh, you know, now he's, he's, he should have no problem staying on a lead lap whatsoever. Uh, so he can just bring that car into Robin Liddell, hand it over, and off Robin will go and do his job. And we're still about five minutes away from that, that uh, window opening for the minimum drive time to be completed. But what a shame for these guys. If they're only going to get about six, you know, five or six laps of green flag racing, that's really rather irritating, particularly when you're paying for it, um, which is what <laughs> Frank Depew uh, does, of course. He's the, the money man there. I'll tell you what, though. If if this means that he gets out Robin gets in and the championship is captured he'll matter, he'll worry not one jot about how many great flag laps he drove in this race culmination of a season for all of these teams and drivers and uh, this championship has been a big hit GT4 and TCR the two global categories that are used here we call it GS and TCR and it's been an absolute barnstormer of a season yeah, unfortunately not the greatest of races this afternoon so far so Hopefully far some clean racing from here on well we we have seen that haven't we jeremy sometimes where there has been a little bit of a a, a fractious start shall yeah, we say true. and then we've had you know uh, the last hour or the last hour and 15 minutes have been flat out strategically now and we have to think about uh, our michelin moments of the race but we also have an additional award for this race only, a season-long award for the BDO No Strategy. We've been talking about the BDO No Strategy Award in the WeatherTech Championship, and they've come on board for this uh, uh, this race to look back at the whole of the season. And one of the things that safety cars do, particularly in these shorter races, Jeremy, it makes people take chances. We've seen people say, come on, then we will roll the dice. It has worked for some and not for others this year. You really have to keep keep your eye on the clock, on the fuel meter, everybody's drive time. There's an awful, awful lot of of data to be reviewed by the guys on the pit wall. Yeah, I mean, you know, the only guy who's really made a strategic decision so far uh, that's uh, affected anything is the number 96 team because uh, they're the only ones who've come in to the pits under this caution in GS. Well, not this caution, but the earlier caution. I'm surprised a few more didn't, actually, because, you know, as we've already heard, you know, the, the reason for doing that stop is that their next stop is going to be significantly shorter uh, than uh, w- would otherwise have been the case. And uh, time saved in the pit lane on each stop is, is a critical thing. You, you made an extra stop, yes, but it hasn't cost you no, anything at all. because he was already at the back of the pack in any case. So it cost him maybe a position... Well, yeah, a position, literally, and that's it. Now, here's the confirmation from Race Control, and thanks to Aaron, who is uh, the voice in my head from our NASCAR production team in Charlotte, and we should thank them for all their hard work this season as well, camera operators and technicians uh, on site, together with BSI, who provide us with our radio mic connectivity, but also all the hard-working uh, lads and lasses up at Charlotte. Aaron has been uh, part of the team for us this year and he's just confirmed that that, uh, 
39 incident that's uh, being dealt with at the moment with the car bomb BMW in the gravel was with Team TGM and Hugh Plum. That has been reviewed by race control at the moment to see if uh, that requires any further action. The other people we've always got to say thank you to who are uh, the un- some of the unsung heroes that... Uh, the television glamour spotlight doesn't often fall on and that's our replay teams uh, affectionately still known as the tape apes and I, and I say that with much love and I hope it's taken that way by everybody up on the in the replay booths up in Charlotte thank you very much for all your hard work this year it's been stunning working with you again and you providing us with such brilliant pictures to be uh, across the world for this championship and indeed all of our IMSA racing this season third position for Cameron Lawrence in the tournament Motorsport BMW sitting in behind the leaders and at the end of this lap drive time will have been completed so here's another tactical decision Jeremy that's coming with the uh, yeah. with the teams on the wall when we go back to green, do you bring your non-pro driver in? Answer, yes. The, 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 only, the only caveat on that is time spent on the pit lane does not count toward the driver time. So that number 96 team has got to be uh, completely aware of the fact that you know, how long is it from now until the, we go green again? Uh, because you know, he, he spent t- some time in the pit lane already. Yes. Sub- add, effectively add that to, to the Correct. drive, I was subtracting whichever way around it is. But he has to spend uh, 40 minutes minimum on the racetrack, not the time spent in the pit lane. I think he's going to be okay on that one because uh, we're, we're, we're over 40 minutes now, aren't we? Yeah, we're over 40 minutes. And there's another, you know, it's the, the stop was only maybe, what, 45 seconds at the max. So he should be fine on that score. But that certainly is the one thing they have to take into account. But yeah, I think we're going to see uh, a rash of pit stops here at the back of the GS field. The leaders won't, uh, I don't expect to see in the pit lane just yet. So basically, let's say it took one minute and 50 seconds for that drive through the pit lane, the splash of fuel, and the four. At new Michelin tyres, then Vin Barletta's drive time is 41 minutes and 51 seconds. Correct, there you go. Basically, that, that's the easiest way to think about it. And that, this is not, it, it's, it's moot because we still haven't got that carbon car on the back of the rollback. So, drivers beginning to get ready. Let's go down to the pit lane. Joe Bradley down. Actually, we've got to Nick Damon first of all because it will be GS uh, drivers perhaps that come in. Uh, the earliest. Uh, Nick Damon at your end of pit lane. Are we seeing people getting ready for pit stops? Lots and lots. Uh, most notably, the Murillo team are, are poised on the on the pit wall. They, they want to leap up as they're about to take part in the world's longest high dive competition. <laughs> um, also, the 96 car as well seems to be like turning for a second time. Can get Robbie Foley in that car. We know that'd be a shorter stop. I'm actually standing on the wall at the uh, Brian Herter. Hyundai team and they're not interested at all the TCR is not even slightly interested in moving but the GS is thinking this is our time uh, the, G- the TCRs uh, can go a little bit further on fuel and they were only looking at a one stop race anyway Joe Bradley what's happening with where you are in the pit lane? Yeah I've plotted up at the Motorsports in Action the number 69 McLaren Arturo pit and Jesse Lazar is getting suited and booted, ready to take over. This is the team, of course, that's got the most to lose. It's our current leader. Yeah. So, you know, tactics now coming into play. And 
what is a relatively, you know, it's a relatively short race, the two-hour mark. It uh, it's going to be very, very tactical and strategic from the pit wall. Yeah, and if you come in and make a pit stop now, irrespective of where you are in the field, uh, it still puts you in good position later on, particularly if there are more full course cautions. Because uh, if if there's another full course caution shortly after this one, the pits are going to be closed because that'll be a short yellow as well. So uh, I think we, you know, we might well see just about everybody on the pit lane now in GS. Uh, the TCRs, um, you know, they, their pit window is a bit longer. Uh, they we've still got an, an hour and fifteen minutes, hour and sixteen minutes remaining in this race. The GS cars are, are sh- for sure going to have to make another pit stop. TCRs are closer to being able to get to the end on just one stop, but they can't do an hour and, and, and fifteen, so they would need more caution. Um, and, and, and plus, I think it's not a bad idea for the TCR cars to stay out because the pit lane is going to be really crowded. I think in a few minutes' time, yeah, and so lessen your opportunities to get involved in, in anything on the pit lane. And bear in mind that is a completely open pit lane that we're talking about. It is not the split that you would get under a full course yellow opening of the pit lane. So, yeah. if all the GS has come in and you're a TCR car, you're going to come in to a pit lane that looks like I eighty five on a Monday morning. And you really don't need that extra hassle. It also means that what you might see some of the TCR teams doing, Jeremy, is running longer into the second hour of the race. So what they've got to be careful that they don't fall foul of is the driver maximum time, which is 80 minutes. So they're stretching their fuel. They'll be looking for either another full course caution in around about 15 or 20 minutes time. Um, But... After that, they've then got to make the decision on the fuel and on the time. They cannot have their opening driver do more than 80 minutes. So there's an hour and 20, effectively, into this race. At the moment, they've still got some tactical uh, options and decisions to make in TCR and in GS. And things are going to have to, those decisions are going to have to be made now because the lights are off on the BMW XM safety car. As it comes round to turn number six. Probably listening to us on 98.1 Road Atlanta FM. With a very lovely sound system in that car. Now I am hearing. Let's have a look, actually. Down into the pit lane to my left. Can I see whether the pit's closed light is on? At the top of the hill, I think the pits might have just been opened. So, do does anybody follow in the safety car? That's the question. I'm, I'm not sure that that is allowed. You're not allowed to pass the safety car, of course. Pits open all cars is is the word from race control. So do you even take the green flag now if you're further back down the field? Or do you dive straight in? Alex Filsinger is not coming in. He's got another great restart for the motorsport in action McLaren, but the BMWs are coming in behind the two Murillo cars, a side-by-side, and outbreaking each other into the pit lane speed limit. I think they might have swapped positions there. That might be just to get the correct spot in the pit lane as they're following the 
BMW XM into the pit lane. So they've peeled in straight away. Also coming in, the Core Motorsports uh, number 59 Mustang. So Kenny Marillo came in, Charles Esplanade came in, Moise Oretsky came in in the accelerating performance, and it's a busy pit lane for Joe Bradley and Nick Damon. Yeah, the, uh, you're absolutely right about the two Marillo Mercedes, uh, John. They have uh, swapped there to get themselves in the correct order, the 56 being the uh, the, the more pit inward of the uh, the boxes. We've got the 83, that's the Porsche. And actually, in, the, in from TCR comes the number five, uh, Alpha, that's the third time that's been at least. They've been topping that up as they go. You can hear probably in the background the uh, the speedy jacks. Those for most of the cars, of course, have five nut wheels. They're all spinning off. Uh, to my right, we have uh, the Nola car as well. And uh, just waiting for the first car to go. And in fact, the uh, first car away. Oh, just not. The uh, BMW just beat the 72 out. Joe. I've just had the pleasure of seeing a Ford Mustang from Core Motorsports just wheel spin its way from its pit apron. It's been in, it's took tyres, it's took fuel, and it's also changed the driver. And that car back out there, leaving two beautiful black lines there onto the pit road proper. So the 96 turn of BMW beat out Christian Simchak in the 72 Marillo Racing AMG. Here come the leaders. They're putting these cars a lap down, but of course they've not stopped yet. LA Honda World number seven feeds out three wide at the top of the hill. This is where it gets a little bit antsy for those coming out of the pit lane at the moment. The Nola Sport number 47. Porsche right in the thick of it there with cars that have not yet stopped. Robert Liddell has taken over from Frank Depew and has dropped back into traffic. So this is exactly what those stoppers didn't need, having to fight their way through traffic on their outlap. The McLaren continues to lead. Alex Filsinger, how much more does he decide or the team decide to stay out? Do you bring him in this time around, Jeremy? I think you've got to cover off the guys who've stopped, haven't you? Um, no, I mean, they, they could probably stay out now. They could possibly stay out long enough now just to make it all one more, one pit, more stop. pit stop. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, no, I think at this stage, uh, there's... there's cars that are staying out there now I mean the, all the guys the cars that came in they're the guys they're the teams with one driver i.e. the second driver who's significantly quicker than the first driver so get the quicker driver in as soon as you possibly can uh, the timing screen is a jumble of TCRs <laughs> oh, yeah. and GS's at the moment the first car on the track that has made a pit stop is actually a TCR car it's the Bryson Morris at number one Bryson now behind the wheel of the number one car and he's in 14th position overall the best paced GS that has made a pit stop actually has made two pit stops but that's Rory Vandister he's been in since the start but Robbie Foley is the best placed GS car that has made proper pit stops rather than drive throughs he's down in 22nd yeah. position at the moment with Christian Shimchak yeah. and Marillo Racing that was effectively, as they came out, the battle for the lead of the race on pit stops. Correct. And championship, because those are two championship contenders. Uh, and uh, on that on that outlap, Robbie Foley made up a lot of ground on Christian Zimzak. They came out pretty much nose to tail, but there were five seconds between them at the end of that wow. lap. So getting to Robbie getting ahead and getting out there uh, quickly was very, very impressive indeed uh, passing under yellow will be a drive through penalty uh, for the Stephen Cameron Racing number 43 BMW 
So that car will have to come down through pit lane. No service allowed on that car. So this is absolutely fascinating now. As the Nola Sport Porsche number 47 goes through in second place. Adam Adelson not yet stopped. Cameron Lawrence for Turner Motorsport not yet stopped. Alex Filsinger, the leader, not yet stopped. Just put in the fastest lap of the race. Mason Felipe in the Leeds TCR has not yet stopped. Uh, but he's only a couple of seconds ahead of Bryson Morris, who has stopped. Wow, this, I mean, now this is tactically, we've got all kinds of different strategies playing out here. And at the front of the field, Alice Filsinger will be trying to get this car about, I reckon, another 10 minutes. So we're talking no, six a bit more or, than that. Do you think more? Yeah, do you I think, think they can yeah. only do about 45? Uh, no, we've got an hour and, uh, hour and eight to go. So, so under 40 minutes to go? Or about 40 no, they, they can do 50-odd for sure. All right. Um, but uh, the McLaren is... For 20 minutes then? Yeah, 15, 15 to 20. Okay. Right. But he's just turned the fastest lap of the race as uh, it's filled as easy had. It's just been taken over by actually by Christian Shimjak, twenty-seven point four two four for Shimjak, who's chasing after Robbie Foley uh, as uh, as as best he can. Robert Littell in behind Kenton, and that in fact he's got past uh, Kenton, has he? Uh, Robert Liddell. Actually, he's, no, Robert Liddell is just, behind Cameron Lawrence, yeah. who's and in second. He's trying to unlap himself and get towards yeah. that machine. This is crucial for Robin here. He can't afford to be held up too long by the first and second place cars. Because he's slightly losing touch with Kenton Cook in the random Vandals BMW yeah. and the Ford Mustang et al., who came in at the same time. Yeah, and Liddell has just set the fastest lap of the race as well, right behind there, uh, Cameron Lawrence. Not a battle for position, this. Correct. As Robin goes down the inside, down to turn six. This is to put himself back uh, on the... Well, actually, he's got one more car before he gets back on the lead lap. The BMW very quick. Joe Bradley down in the pit lane with news of a damaged car. Yeah, the number five Alpha, the BMW car, just combined by me there. No headlight in the left-hand side and looked like a bit of damage on the front left corner. It's way down the pits. I think Shea's uh, heading down there now to take over from Nick. We'll check that out when we get a moment. But uh, it's certainly been involved in something out there on track. Uh, a note from our collective wisdom... Yeah, it's left, it's left front damage to the Alpha. Been the best of last few races for them after... Well, we know they've got a great car. Here comes Liddell. I'll come to the point I was about to make in a moment. Down towards turn 12. Gets through. So he's unlapped himself from the second place car. And now has six seconds to make up on the leader. Great point, Jeremy, being made at Imsa Radio here from the centre of Europe by right turn lover. He said... I'm supposing that Robbie Foley didn't take tyres when they came in and therefore had hot-ish tyres um, when they came out and hence that uh, they got up to temperature a little bit quicker 
on that opening lap when he pulled out the five seconds. I think that's a fair point, actually. Oh, ab- absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and that played into the strategy call that we were talking about earlier on. Precisely. That's exactly why they made that stop earlier on. Well, you know, the two reasons. Number one, uh, get fresh tyres on that car. You know, it only did, what, two or three laps of green after that tyre change, uh, plus uh, less fuel, plus everything else. It's just everything playing into their favour. It was a really good stop there by Marilla Racing to get Shim Jack out as quickly as they did. Uh, and uh, now who's the fastest lap of the race now? It's Luca Mars, I think it is. Uh, 26-6 there for uh, car number 59. And he's running effective one, two, three, four, fifth of, the, of those cars that have made a stop. Uh, they're, they're led by Robbie Foley of the cars that have pit, pit stopped uh, in 21st position. Then Christian Shimjak in the number 72 Mercedes. Then Eric Foss teammate to Jim Jack in 56 then Spencer Pompelli in number 83 Porsche for BGB then Luca Mars in the Ford number 59 then Kenton Cook and then Robin Liddell so Robin Liddell's a long long way back uh, of the uh, of the other two championship contenders at the moment but he's absolutely flying and a pit lane speed violation for the number 10 Alex Rockwell driven Audi that's just left the pit lane. The Alpha's gone back out as well with Tim Lewis on board, despite being uh, less than pristine. Alex Filsinger now with about 64 minutes to run to the chequered flag. He can't do all of that. And he's got, well, I reckon Robin Liddell last time around took about a second out of him. And yeah. Just under that, actually. Yeah, that Chevy is fast. It is very fast, particularly with the Scotsman behind the wheel. Proud member of the British Racing Drivers Club and a great ambassador. The Liddell family had a great history in motor racing, in racing on both two and four wheels. I found out relatively recently that Robin's dad did a bit of speedway in his younger days. Another shared passion that uh, Robin and I have. As well as small French cars although Robin seems to have made a habit of collecting those uh, as well across the line he goes now he's got the leader in sight that Camaro will have to make one more stop the balance that we have here is that Alex Filsinger will be trying to go as far into the race as he can probably another 12 minutes so you're talking 7 or 8 laps and then the car will be able to go to the end or close to it. Shout out to a couple of guys here. First of all, Eric Filgueras, who remember he started last. He qualified second this morning, but he got put to the back for a, a minor right height infringement in post-qualifying technical inspection. He's already worked his way up now to the eighth position. Right behind him is Nick Schaefer, uh, just uh, 19 years of age, uh, 18 years of age, uh, from Salt Lake City, Utah, making his... Uh, sec- only second start in this championship, second professional start in a year-old BMW, doing a great job there, hanging on to that train of cars in uh, ninth position, but in the battle, therefore, was effectively fourth place. Really good run by him. Uh, I, I don't know exactly what happened, but I know that uh, the other car involved in the damage incident for the Alpha, it was the 27 Lone Star Racing Anton Diaz Pereira and in fact that car has been given incident responsibility for that so Anton Diaz Pereira in the Lone Star AMG having just set his fastest lap of the race on a 128 424 will have to come in 
and answer that penalty, fulfill the drive-through. Uh, little joy, I'm afraid, for the Alpha, which lost ground and took some damage. Tim now behind the wheel of that car on the comeback drive. Now, Sheer Adam, welcome to the pit lane. Thank you. Uh, that is Anton Dears Pereira waddling on by uh, on the pit lane speed limiter. Serving that drive through penalty. Now, the part that really stings, the crew was getting ready to call him in to actually do their full pit stop and driver change. Ah, uh, yeah. Because he, he was about, the, 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 we're an hour to go now, and it's going to be a lap or two or three maybe before the GS cars could get to the end, I think, from here. Uh, if they uh, save a bit of fuel. But uh, that's really unfortunate because Anton was doing a really nice job in that Lone Star Mercedes, uh, running there in the 10th position. And uh, unfortunately, he got involved uh, in an incident there and got to uh, been held responsible for it as well. Joe Bradley is watching what's going on at Motorsports in action on the pit lane. Not quite time yet, Joe, but any signs of preparations for the leader coming in? Well, I, I don't want to give too much away. I feel part of the team. I've been here waiting <laughs> for this pit stop to happen. And, uh, yeah, I mean, um, Jesse Lazar has been to the Portaloo a couple of times, just getting ready for his stint. And he's got his balaclava on, but he's not going anywhere near his helmet yet. So we've still got a few minutes, I think. Well, the guy who's had a summit on for quite some time, almost as long as you've been with Mia, is Daniel Morad, waiting for his opportunity to drive the pink and black windward racing Mercedes GT4. Bryce Ward, stellar day. When he started off with qualifying and see the performance that he gave there to start on the second row, now he has done the lion's share of the race. Yes, a lot of it's been behind the safety car, but that doesn't take away from the effort from Bryce as he now gets out of the Mercedes and starts to strap in Daniel Morat. They are doing four new sticker Michelin tires. I'm pretty sure they think they can go to the end. Ed Hall is the guy on the strategy box for them. I'll dive in and ask him. I definitely want to chat with Bryce after the day he's had today. Waiting on the left side tire change as this now pink and black Mercedes as it is raising money for the Susan G. Komen Foundation. They're trying to raise $5,700 for car number 57. Race winner twice this year. Fueling stops. Car drops off the air hose. Oh, and there's a very near collision as Anton Diaz Pereira is coming into his box. That was an unsafe release from Windward. And as such, Anton Diaz Pereira had to jam on the brakes to avoid hitting him. I think that might be a penalty for Windward. Oh, they didn't need that. Thank you, Shit. Great battle going on in TCR with the, again, the strategy all over the place. The leading TCR car is the 98 of Mason Felipe. He's not yet stopped, but could stop now and go to the end of the race. Brian Ortiz in second in the number 91. That's uh, another of the Hyundai Elantras. LA Honda World in fifth place night for Mike Lamara. He's just done his fastest lap of the race. And meantime, Robin Liddell has unlapped himself on pace from the leader. Although he's been held up at the moment uh, by that 57 Mercedes. Now that is a battle for position, I think. And Robin's gone through at turn number seven. Uh, so they have bought, they are uh, both just ahead of the race leader who will be making his stop shortly. 
Yeah, and that Camaro is just, I mean, the McLaren's way faster than anything else in this field, just pulling away, uh, but uh, Robin Liddell is quicker even than the uh, McLaren. I mean, it's, uh, it's not close, but he's doing a fabulous job. He's made his way past him. He pulled away uh, from uh, Robbie Foley uh, about 10 seconds in about five laps. Uh, excuse me, not Robbie Foley, Cameron Lawrence. Uh, he just left him for dead. Uh, and he's now got, got past the race leader as well, who is pulling away from everybody else. So Robin Liddell is absolutely flying. He's got a fair bit of ground to make up. It's going to, well, I don't know, but he is going to need a full course caution, actually. Lone Star Racing having a problem in the pit lane for the Mercedes AMG. The number 27, too many people working on the car. That will be a drive-through. Let's hear from Bryce Ward, winner last time out at Indianapolis and his best ever qualifying earlier on today for Winwood Racing. He should be. This has been a great day for you behind the wheel of a Mercedes race car, but you just said it was the hardest race that you've ever done. What made it so difficult? You know, I mean, honestly, getting in and out of rhythm, you know, I really got a great rhythm in like the second the second session and then got a little out of rhythm and didn't quite have my tyres warmed up nicely. But uh, So that really made it difficult and the guys are pushing. Uh, these guys are so good. They're youngsters. I mean, they, they come out here and they're full of all sorts of nonsense and yeah, you just have to put up with it. And, and they actually treated me very well on the road. So thanks. Thank, yeah, I want to thank them for you know, not, not uh, taking advantage of me. But really, it, for me, it was a super qualifying you know, I've been working working well with Daniel. He's an amazing coach and, you know, can't wait to get to the next round. A lot of those youngsters don't have two wins, though, and you do. Good luck getting your third today. Thank you so much. Could be in with a shout, no doubt. How will the strategy play out? Phil Singer goes through. 56 minutes remaining in the motor race. So here's how it stands, then, with the top seven in GS not having stopped in the race so far because uh, RS1's just peeled off into the pits there. So Alex Filsinger leads. Yeah, and I would expect him in the pits, John, within the next couple of laps. Correct. Seven and a half seconds now. Cameron Lawrence uh, back in second position has not stopped uh, in the turn of BMW number 95. The 47 Nola Sport, the yellow and white Porsche, Adam Adelson, he's been in from the beginning. He's another five seconds further back, and he's got a battle on his hands with Team TGM and Hugh Plum uh, sitting in behind him. And also there is the Hattori Motorsport Seth Lucas-driven at uh, number 50. That's the Toyota GR Supra. Then another second further back, Alfredo, Alfredo Najri in the second of those cars. Then five seconds further back, the 77 Stephen Cameron car. And I should say, by the way, the incident that uh, did end up with the BMW in the gravel because the most recent caution, the Carbon car, that has been reviewed. No further action required, says Race Control. Now, here is the penalty for Winwood Racing. Uh, this is an unsafe release. She saw it happen, and they will be called into the pit lane that car well that's really unfortunate for them just needed to hold Daniel Morad for a moment as Anton Diaz Pereira was coming into the pit lane let's go let's go to Shea Adam who has Nola Sport and their Porsche coming in from third position 
one of the drivers who's done a very good job today is Adam Adelson, and his time is over. Elliot's here up on the wall with the NASA astronaut throwback helmet ready to take over for this number 47 Porsche at the end. They are doing fuel and four tires as well as the driver change, but I just wanted to let you know I'm starting to see movement down in the TCR world because the championship battle as it is right now is between two of the Brian Hurd Autosports car. The number 33 pitting what looks like this lap, the number 98 pitting what looks like next lap. Any of the TCRs that stop now will be fine on fuel to go to the end from here. We have 53 minutes, a little over, 53 in about 10 seconds right now. Still Alex Filsinger pushing on. Uh, he doesn't want to cut this too fine because if the pits are closed for an incident and he can't get in, you risk going over your driver time. At the moment, he's got 12, call it 13 minutes of his driver time remaining. But the reason that you don't push it all the way to the end, even if you're lead it, leading, is that, remember, the pits are closed here if we have a full course caution. If that takes a while before race control consider it safe to open the pits, that could be a couple of laps into the pit lane for the number 33 Brian Herder Autosport this is the championship leader in the pit lane for TCR the Vanister Racing number 91 Hyundai Brian Ortiz coming in as well so Brian and Harry Gottsack are coming in and Joe Bradley the overall leader of the race can't be too far away now no, he's not. He's not, John. He's not far away at all. The team have stepped up onto the onto the pit wall, and uh, and Jesse Lazar, I can tell you, he's got his helmet. So uh, Phil Singer about to about to come in. Keep an eye on that pit entrance because he's about to appear. And further down the pit lane, the TCR leader, well, as far as the championship is concerned, is in and out jumps Harry Gottsacker in climbs. None other than Robert Wickens looking at possibly winning his first IMSA championship in just a matter of time. They need to be careful changing the front wheels and the right front wheel actually just rolled away from the mechanic. It's semi in the fast lane. He scrambles up and grabs it. That could have been pit equipment uh, being left out, an irresponsibility penalty, if you will. But they have completed the driver change. They are waiting on fuel. They do a windshield tear off and just waiting, waiting, waiting on the fuel. This is going to be all up to Robert Wickens because if he stays in front of the 90 on the racetrack or within about eight positions of the sister car championship is his but he's going to be fighting against his last year co-driver Mark Wilkins who is up on the wall for the number 98 Brian Hurd Autosports Sunday. and there's a look in Mark Wilkins's eyes that I've seen before that was when he won the championship with Michael Lewis it will come down to the next 51 minutes for TCR and indeed for GS. Robert Wiggins rejoining, needs to get heat into those Michelin tyres. He's fueled with VP Racing Fuel all the way to the end of the race. Alex Filsing is doing a cracking job now, ten and a half seconds ahead of Cameron Lawrence. But the car that he will be racing when they come back out of the pit lane and he makes his pit stop will be the first of the pit stop cars. And... Keep an eye on Robbie Foley and Christian Simchak as they will be coming around. More pit stop. This is the other car involved uh, in the championship fight. The number 98 car, Mason Philippe, brought that car in. They're just waiting for the fuel. And 
It seems interminable. It's going in. They have got just on 50 minutes to go. Out comes the fuel nozzle. Out goes the car. And Joe Bradley has the overall leader. Yeah, Alex Filsinger. He's been building that lead, hasn't he? Ever so slightly. Tenth here, tenth there. But he's come in now. Ten and a half seconds. The gap. The 69 pulls up. Alex jumps out. Gets the congratulations of what is a really, really well-driven stint there. We're getting the tyres changed now. Jesse Lazar in the car being helped into his belt. Now we're doing the left side, left-hand side wheels now. And remember, not just one wheel nut on these cars, four, five studs to do up. The door gets shut, the car down on its jacks, and now the pressure is on. It's a, quite a pressure. The fuel's still going in. It's a fuel-restricted pit stop time. Jesse Lazar waits patiently. The board is lifted, and he gets going. Pressure on for Jesse Lazar to keep that lead. Well, there was a little ripple of applause there. So Cameron Lawrence has uh, inherited the lead, yep. but he still has to make the the pit stop before much else happens. Let's go straight down to Joe, who has Alex Filsinger. Not one, not two, but three great starts from Alex Filsinger. Brings the car in from Paul uh, in the lead. Can't say that he's done a bad job there, Joseph. You put Jesse under a lot of pressure now, mate. Ten and a half seconds was that gap. He's took your teammates off. Tell us about the stint. Very, very, very frustrating. Lots of safety cars. Yeah, tons of safety cars really cut back our uh, long run pace. You know, we have to get the tires up every time. But McLaren and Carl gave us a weapon, so we're here to fight. We saw you going around behind the safety car, Alex. Give us an idea. What is? What are your duties when you have to do that? Uh, under safety car, we try and save as much fuel as possible, keep the tires and brakes up to temp, so we're ready to go. You make it sound so simple. You've hardly broke a sweat as well, by the way. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool in there today. That car must be a great car to drive. The team have done a great job. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, Alex. Got a problem for the number 15 Rockwell Auto Developments car. Um, I think I just saw that coming back out from behind the wall. Uh, fell out very recently, unless that was its team car. Actually, it, was, it might have been the number 10 that came out from behind the wall. Uh, but it now is a problem for the Denny Dupont and Link Lloydman's car. That car is stopped, but I'm yeah. not sure. I think it's down at turn 10. I think it's, a, yeah, I think it's out of the way. I think he pulled off at the top of the hill, sort of on the, was that the motorcycle option there that could, right. that could be taken? I think he's out of the way. Uh, with a bit of luck, it won't cause a full course yeah. caution. We've got a inter really interesting race going on right now. The, uh, when when Cameron Lawrence comes into pit lane, I'm amazed he's able to go this far, actually. Uh, he should be, it's got to be in the next lap or so. Uh, but that is going to put uh, Christian... Where's Robbie Foley? Okay, Robbie Foley has just made his, what will be his final, final stop. stop. Yeah, correct. He's so that'll put Shimjak that in the lead of the race. Shimjak was flying out there, closing on uh, on Robbie Foley. Robbie Foley just completing that pit God, stop. Lawrence stays now. out. He's got to be careful here because with that car off just before the Fox Factory Bridge. Goes full course yellow now. He could actually go over his driver time. He's only got six minutes of driving time left. Needs to get that car into the pit lane. He's got 36 seconds on Cameron Lawrence, uh, on, on Christian Shimchak. Then it's Eric Voss. And the pits are closed. Full course yellow. Exactly what we've just been talking about. Oh, my goodness me. That is... 
going to be really, really difficult now for the, what is now the leader of the race. Lost all of the advantage of having that 30-odd seconds yeah. and I, also I, might not even get into the pits before his time is up. It depends how quickly they can clear this car. Yeah, I mean, they were running in second quite a long way back. Uh, odd that, uh, that they wouldn't have brought him in earlier on, but uh, this, this certainly plays, in, in, so far as the championship is concerned, this very much plays into the hands of Robbie Foley, who has now made his final pit stop, will be on the lead lap and should be in really, really good shape. Let's take this opportunity while the cars pack up behind the BMW XM safety car to hear from some drivers. Mason Felipe is out of the car after his first stint. Shea Adam is with him. Mason, you came into this race today third in the championship, needing some misfortune from two cars. Well, misfortune has struck one of them. The other one is your sister car, and all you guys can do is go out there and win the race. How alleviating is it to know that you and Mark just have to do your best? It, it, it's great. I mean, Chris put an awesome Hyundai Launcher and TCR car together, and Brian Harrow Sports, amazing crew. In our 98, we'd had a great stop. We were leading uh, the whole race, and so it'll be really fun to watch the end of the race here. We can just hope for the best. We're going to do our best. I know our entire crew is doing our best, but it should be a great race. Is it more nerve-wracking to be out of the car? I mean, I know you've won this race before, so what's it like watching your co-driver take it to the flag? I mean, Mark's awesome, so I love watching Mark race. I do wish a little bit that I was in the car finishing, but it's awesome to compete with Mark and drive with him, and he's taught me so much this year, so really happy. Good luck the rest of the way. Thank you. Yeah, good stuff. Shea Adam, Joe Bradley in the pit lane, Jeremy Shaw, John Hindorf for the last uh, three quarters of an hour of the Michelin Pilot Challenge season for... 2023 so Cameron Lawrence and Turner Motorsport they don't get it wrong but this is going to be tight for them they've got four minutes to get that pit lane open and get into it uh, we talked well, about the, uh, the, the soup they're probably going to, excuse me, John. They're probably going to have to come in uh, under this caution period, even though the pits are closed, and serve the penalty afterwards. Otherwise, they're going to be excluded from the race effectively. They, they, and they will get nothing. They will get point. nothing out of it. Yeah, Correct. but if they come in now on, on this lap, uh, because otherwise, uh, another lap, I think they'll have exceeded the limit most likely. The good news is the number fifteen Audi is being pulling back, pulled back to the pit lane, so it might clear a little bit quicker. Let we talked about the super sub earlier on. A man who has plenty of experience of the AMG uh, uh, Mercedes, uh, the GT4 car. Uh, he is with Joe Bradley now, and I'm talking, of course, about uh, Charles Esplanab, used to the uh, GT3 car, actually, rather than the GT4 job. Yeah, I think he's driven pretty much everything over the years. Uh, Charles, the two Murillo cars came in the pits early, very early. Um, but also, I want to clarify something. Did you guys swap positions coming into the pits for those stops? Yes, we did. Right. I, can you let us into that, what, what well, the tactic is? Yeah, the, the 72 cars staged ahead of us, obviously, in the championship. And um, so it just made sense for the pit, you know, so we can be in line and not be in each other's way, so to speak. Right, so, so that, that is what that was about. It's about getting the, the, the championship contender in and out very cleanly. Yes, for sure. Right, um, and so your cars just need a splash of fuel, I would imagine, to get the finish. It looks like it, yeah. We uh, got good strategy calls from the guys here at Morello Racing, and uh, we'll see how it plays out at the end. Uh, great to see you here, mate, in the IMSA paddock. How are, you, how are you finding it? Oh, I love it. It's great to come and see old friends, old competitors. Some of them are still friendly, and, uh, you know, the officials, uh, you know, we go way back, obviously, racing in the States, and being in Europe hanging out with you guys it uh it's great to come back and I got to try and do it more than every four years yeah. will we see you in Kuwait yes for sure 
That's for the 2014 endurance teams, of course. Yep, we'll do the full uh, Middle East Championship. Oh, great stuff, great stuff. Thanks, Charles. Thanks for that insight. I know you didn't get too much away, but that's uh, great tactics then. Yeah, okay, great, thanks. Makes, per- makes perfect sense. Otherwise, they would have had to drive around each other in the pit lane, and uh, that's potentially fraught with danger. Well, I, I'm not sure what's going on here and oh, what well, conversation's I, going oh. on with Turner BMW, but they're still out there, Jeremy, and they've got 90 seconds to get this car back in the pit. Now, the pits have just opened, um, but this is going to be very, very tight indeed. They need that BMW XM to get a bit of a wiggle up. Yeah, they can't get around here in 41 seconds, I don't think. Oh, it's got a minute 41, hasn't it? Okay, no, that, that should be okay. A minute 41 should be, should be okay, just... That is cutting it fine. Yeah. That, that's the championship and we're talking about here, Jeremy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But no, no, not for that. Not, uh, not for 95 sorry, car, no. Not, not, not it's not. Um, not look, uh, you're out on the, uh, on the race cars, watch, again, watching, if you're not familiar with the IMSA rules here, we've got a lot of cars passing the safety car and moving on around. The cars that have been going past the safety car are the cars that are in between the safety car and their class leader. In fact, they're all TCR cars, all the GS cars. There's 10 car, 11 cars on the lead lap in GS, but there were several TCRs. Uh, Sally McNulty has not yet made her, her pit stop, so she is staying out there. She's another one in danger of the, uh, of the of running afoul of that rule, by the way. Good but she stayed out, but all the other TCR cars behind her had been lapped by the overall leader, but not by the TCR leader. So those cars, uh, 98, 1, 91, 33, 73, 7, 99, and 74... They were all had not been lapped by their class leader, so they can go past the safety car and pull up into position behind the pack. So they are still in relative position on the racetrack behind the class leader, which is number seventy. Well, and, and then and from forty-four on back, they are a lapped kind of a forty-four GS car. That's the Michael Cooper on back from him. They are all a lap down, including crucially both Toyotas. Well, Sally Sally McNulty will get disqualified because the pits won't open for TCR. Uh, so oh. here comes the 95, oh. and in fact, they're not in the pits. So they'll, they'll be DQ'd. Yeah. They're going to get black flagged here. Share Adam, well, I'm looking at the clock that says 39 uh, minutes and 20-odd seconds to go. We've seen this happen before at this racetrack. We have. I was actually staring at the timing screen and not seeing them into the pit lane when it was 39 minutes and 50 seconds to go. But that car is into the pit lane now. It will be a driver change. Rob McGinnis will get to take over. I'm afraid it's not for anything because they're not out there fighting for anything. Really hope they don't get in the way of this championship battle because they could play spoiler for their sister car. Into the pit lane have come both of the Morello Racing Mercedeses. We've got the Chevy Camaro from Rebel Rock as well. The 96 has stayed out. It's not just a splash of fuel. It's four new tires for both of the Murillo Racing Mercedes. It is a splash of fuel and a left rear tire. I think they did a left front as well for Rebel Rock. It's left side tires for uh, the number 95 Turner Motorsport BMW. So that thing will be quick with new tires. But the first car back out was the uh, number 59 Core Motorsport, then 72, then Rebel Rock. So sorry, the 72 Murillo Racing Mercedes that is in the championship, then Rebel Rock behind the random Vandals BMW. So this is going to be exciting. 
Shit, will they not just black flag that car? I mean, the, the car's disqualified. As of right now, it has, it um, has, it's, it's broken out of the time. It won't be disqualified. It, they'll be allowed to finish the race. When the race is over, they'll be put to the back of the field. Okay. They will, they will be put back to last place in their class, or there's more of them in the order in which they were, but they'd be put behind all the cars that finished the race legally, if you like, okay. uh, for, for, for fulfilling no, no, all that, the regulations. And that'll be the same then for the TCR leader, Sally McNulty, who's up in fifth position. That'll be the same for her because they can't yeah. get... Well, she's blown her uh, maximum drive time, which means her teammate can't get their, uh, their maximum... Oh, yeah. their minimum drive time. Yeah, so which is the same as with Robert McGuinness. Yeah. And all those, uh, those uh, GS cars that came into the pit lane then um, needed another stop. So that was the number 95, which, of course, uh, needs stopping, I guess, because they hadn't changed their driver yet. But number 72, 56, 83, 59, 71, and 92, they're all fine on driver time because they'd already made their driver change. Correct. They needed a, 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 a top-up of fuel to get to the end. Uh, from here so that, that's all completed uh, and now we'll have uh, 11 cars in GS on the lead lap for the final what a bit over half an hour in this race once we get the uh, TCR stops completed as well if there's any, are there any TCRs need to come in only, no, there only Sally, only Sally yeah. yeah but I mean Sally wasn't you know with all due respect Sally and Jacob Daly weren't going to win this race in any case so um, you know they 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 just want to get Sally as much drive time as they can. She, and yeah. she was doing a nice job out there, turning some uh, very good laps and uh, you know, keeping her nose clean and, and just continuing to learn. I mean, she's relatively new to the sport. She worked awfully hard to, uh, to get into this position. She's made everything happen herself. Uh, and um, you know, she's driving with that uh, Daily Motorsports team, a little team out of Oklahoma, who's got, just got so much heart. I absolutely love it, what they're doing. And, and uh, we, we talked about him earlier, earlier on. Uh, Jordan, Jordan Wisely in that number 74 car doing a super job uh, in that stint and he's handed over that car now to Cabot Bigham his, his teammate in the number uh, 74 car so and by the way ha- happy birthday to Tyler Maxson oh, yeah. uh, today 19th birthday for goodness sake uh, he's in the number 91 car where is he's third in the class now in TCR Right, before we go back to green then, let's reset the positions, or at least run through the positions after the yeah. pit stop. Pits are open for everyone uh, this time around. We will have the pass around happening yeah. and now. So this is going to be a little bit of a reconfiguration. So everybody in front of, or behind the safety car, but in front of their own leader again will be allowed to go through. This is the final wave by happening now so that the car behind the BMW XM going through 10A now is the race leader and the race leader is Motorsports in Action, the Paul City car the McLaren Artura a second, Daniel Morad and Winwood Racing despite, have, ah now have they done the drive through? Who? No they haven't so Winwood's still got the drive through to do for the unsafe release, they haven't been able to get that Check that. I am being told by Shea Adam it was a warning, not a drive-through. All right. So that is a re- real p- position. Then in third position, it is Elliot Skier for Nola Sport and the Porsche. Fourth will be Stephen McAleer in the number 28 RS1 Porsche. Fifth for Core Motorsports, the Ford Mustang. They've done well out of this. 
with Luca Mars. Christian Shimchak uh, for Marillo Racing was flying before this caution and he'll restart in sixth ahead of Kenton Cook for Random Vandals, BMW in seventh. Robin Liddell with a new set of left-hand side tyres and fueled to go full rich to the end of the Camaro in its final outing. That's going to be entertaining. Uh, and on the lead lap still, Eric Foss for Murillo Racing, the number 56. Turner B MWs, Robert McGuinness. Uh, that car will be put to the back of the results because of their drive time infraction. And yeah. he uh, is Spencer Pompelli in 11th oh. position for BGB. Before we go, great, let's go to Joe Bradley, who has Sally McNulty. Sally, yesterday you told us you started in tractors just a while ago. Here you are bringing your car in in the lead of TCR. That was pretty insane, wasn't it? Yeah. That is probably what dreams are made of right there. <laughs> now, you guys are right on the cusp of, of the edge of the window. Um, your guys are telling us you were fine. Um, you know, that we know that nothing different in this pit box, do we? Uh, well, I know my team's like spot on, and if they say me we're good... We're good. So it takes it takes a team to get this done, and I trust them. Thanks, Sally. Cheers. Well done. Well, I'm I'm going to respectfully uh, disagree that with uh, Sally and the team. They were well over time for that car. Um, didn't help them that they were TCR, so they got second dibs on the pit lane. But in fact, by the time the GS team uh, pit lane opened, it was already beyond the maximum drive time. So those, car, those two cars, at the very least, will be put to the back of the results. We'll have that confirmed for you. But uh, that I, I, normally I, I would say, look, if it was a second here or a second there, that's one thing. But that was a good lap or two laps uh, over the top, and that was behind the safety car. So yeah. uh, I think we're pretty look, certain on that one. Look, I, 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 we thought, or I thought initially, number 96 car... Uh, uh, pulled a, an absolute masterstroke there by pulling Robbie Foley in before that full course caution. However, when he came into the pits, then the caution came out. By the time he was out of the pits, he was a lap down. Yes, correct. And with with uh, with the uh, the cars had already made their second stop, or, or their first stop, I should say. Excuse me. That those four cars that stayed out longest, number sixty nine, fifty seven, forty seven, and twenty eight, uh, they are all. Uh, uh, way ahead the number 96 car amongst others has just got a wave around so it's back on the lead lap in gs but way at the back of the pack and yeah so, because they've just done the wave by they've yeah, just done the final wave yeah, by they Correct. have and, and they're way 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 at the back of the pack so robbie foley's got his work cut out here so it wasn't a great call uh, my mistake there on number 96 team I think it would probably not help by the fact number 95 stayed out, quite frankly. Well, indeed. If 95 had come in as well, they'd have been, uh, I think they'd have been okay. Well, they would have been okay. That's the teammates. Hmm. Safety car lights are out, Jeremy. So we're going to have you a spot on about a half an hour. If you're standing trackside, you might want to take half a step or a step back because this is normally where things get... uh, very exciting indeed. Yeah, the guys to watch here in particular. I mean, the, the McLaren's been the class of the field all day, so uh, they're, they're, they've called the strategy perfectly, stayed out as long as they could, made their stop when they needed to, uh, give themselves a bit of a buffer uh, in terms of their uh, the possibility of a full course caution, and then now in front, good to go to the end from here. 
The, um, the other car to watch, of course, is Robin Liddell, uh, who's in eighth position with a very, very fast Chevrolet Camaro. Daniel Morad's had a problem in second position, and he will not come to the restart. The car has spluttered, and he's dropped back a couple of positions. Now, was he told to do that? from race control but certainly he should have restarted by my calculations in second he started back in fourth he slowed down just coming over the top of the rise from turn three on the lap prior to we've just gone green which we have done now with exactly 30 minutes on the clock and it is still the Mia McLaren that leads out from now Elliot Skier in Nola Sports Race order is correct now with Daniel Morad put back to fourth place before the restart. Thanks again to Aaron who's logging everything that comes in from race control and passing it on like one of my own thoughts. It's like having a second person in my head. Thanks Aaron. All right, so the championship very much uh, up for grabs here. Uh, and uh, Robin Liddell is looking awfully good here with a very, very fast car. In fact, here he is uh, challenging Christian oh, Shimjak yes. uh, for the just blast pass in there. Uh, is Shimjak going to be able to hold on on the inside line? Break as deep as he possibly can. They're going to go side by side into 10. But uh, Liddell has the inside line for 10A. And uh, that could be the championship right there. And two new tyres on the left-hand side of that Camaro as well. Whilst they were putting VP Racing Fuel into the Camaro what a way this could be to take that car to its retirement Liddell then sixth position is just finishing ahead of the 72 going to be enough Jeremy or does he have to get positions between them in terms of uh, Robin yeah, no, he, he comes he comes in with a 10 point edge over the 72 car yeah okay uh, and uh, is 60 points ahead behind the Robbie Foley coming in so Robbie Foley uh, is now in the uh, 18th position. Uh, if well, I mean, as it is right now, Robin Liddell is six, which would be 250 points. Six to 250 points. Robin Liddell would score 130, so uh, he's good to go there. Uh, and he's got a, a, a an extra 10 points now over Christian Shimjak. So it's uh, Robin Liddell's championship at the moment. Robbie Foley is going to have to make up uh, seven or eight places during this race. In the final 27 minutes. Uh, intermittent fuel pr- pump problem with Daniel Morad, which caused the cough. Uh, and uh, race control deeming that the cars that went past uh, were allowed to do so because of his problem. Uh, he's probably switched to a secondary fuel pump on that car. Endurance racing cars will almost always have a backup system. Jesse Lazare leads by 1.3 seconds from Elliot Skier and Stephen McAleer. Daniel Morad, Luca Mars, Robin Liddell in sixth. Right with Luca Mars now. Matt Pombo putting the fastest TCR. Let's not forget the TCRs. Mark Wilkins for Brian Herter Autosport ahead of Tyler Maxson, 98 from 91. The Sky Blue, number 98 from the White and Blue. Van der Stur racing machine then Robert Wiggins championship leader coming in hasn't won a race this season then Ryan Eversley in his last race for Honda after 10 years with the brand he's in fourth position at the moment 
26 and a half minutes to go. Shay, I've got to ask you about our special award uh, this weekend and this race. Uh, our special season-long BDO No Strategy Award uh, for the team with the most outstanding teamwork and strategy this year. Thoughts on that? Oh, um... Sheesh, yes, Jeremy. Initial thought is the Unitronic JDC Audi because they got that car. It was a brand new car. They got it to victory lane three times and they were fighting for the championship until today with uh, four pole positions on the season as well. Yeah, good shout. Thank you. We're also looking for our Michelin moment of the race in both the classes. That could be a super pass. It could be something strategic. Perhaps we haven't quite seen that yet. Is this going to be another Robin Liddell charge to what would be a victory and a championship? And in GT, uh, in TCR, well, TCR again. The TCR BDO side of that. I'm going to say the 33 because they've been so consistent and they could easily win the championship here without winning a race. And that's the consistency uh, that uh, we're looking for. So into... Uh, by the way, the, the um, Alfa Romeo's gone behind the wall. Um, Tim Lewis had some damage earlier on from contact. Uh, not of his making. I would say. Actually, it wasn't Tim Lewis because he only got in when they came in and put the bright pink racer tape on the front of that car. And in the pit lane at the moment, also receiving some uh, remedial work is Denny Dupont in the Rockwell Autosport car. That's had its problems as well. Although Alex Rockwell's back out there. And although he's uh, lapsed down, that, came, that car came back out from behind the wall and is now still running but it's Jesse Lazar that leads for motorsport in action has just put the fastest lap of the race in Jeremy Shaw 126.119 yeah the previous last two laps he said his personal best uh, time for that car in this race Jesse Lazar not gone faster than anybody at 26.119 he's, he's basically a second lap quicker than everybody in this race is, uh, is at McLaren at the moment pulling away 2.5 seconds he pulled away 8 tenths of a second on that last lap because the uh, second and third part fastest placed cars also set their best laps within the last two laps of this race the two Porsches of Elliot Skier and Stephen McAleer hats off to Stephen McAleer and the RS1 team for coming all from all the way from last on the grid in GS great run by them now in TCR Robert Wiggins cannot afford to lose another position it's Taylor Hagler behind Robert at the moment that would tie on points with their teammates, the 98. We're trying to keep abreast of this uh, at the moment. Uh, a tie is no good for the 33s because they've got no wins. And it's raining on the back straight. Getting reports now from our camera operators who do brilliant work in any weather. It started spitting a few minutes ago. I didn't want to mention it, but now it's getting a little bit heavier. And does Mother Nature have a hand to play in the last 22 and a half minutes? 
across the line for the TCR battle at the front of the field. Mark Wilkins has the point at the moment and potentially the championship. He's been chased down by Tyler Maxson. 128 last time around for Van der Stur Racing Team. The red and white number 99. Now, bizarrely, of course, this would help Robbie Wiggins if this uh, race lead were to change. Wiggins at the moment with two seconds now on uh, Taylor Hagler for Brian Hurt at Autosport. But the battle for the lead could decide the championship. Although it's not the two cars that are battling for the championship, if you see what I mean. <laughs> well, we've had this before in other categories in IMSA. And at turn seven, quite a bit of rain falling at the moment. So coming in from that area of the circuit. Robin Liddell with Luca Mars now battling for fifth position and where is the Robbie Foley car well he's made one position up he's in 17th position and trying to chase down yeah. Stephen Cameron he's 1.2 seconds behind every single place could be crucial here for Robbie Foley yeah I think he's too far back though at this stage um, you know, he's, he's got quite a bit of ground to make up even to catch uh, a second or so to catch Gregory Learfoot he's going to catch Scott Andrews who's three and a half seconds up the road uh, ahead of him is Hugh Plum, uh, Matt Plum uh, another couple of seconds farther forward as well so it's a tall order for, from this stage for the number 96 car what a turnaround in the but championship still 20 minutes to go so oh. you know, who's looked after their tyres the best who's ready for a last uh, late uh, attack in this race in terms of pace and if the rain gets heavier what does that throw into it do you stay out Absolutely. do you come in the wiper on now for the lead TCR Mark Wilkins just when he's at the far end of the circuit so from 5, 6 and through 7 Mark with the wiper on now as he comes down the back straight he's turned the wiper off again as the pace goes up the rain beads away yeah, for, for, for Robbie Wickens here, a fifth place is just fine. Uh, he, he, as long as he doesn't fall beyond eighth, he's, he's golden, even with the, the sister car, number 98 car, winning the race. So it should be no problem for Robbie. He's just uh, marking his time right here now. He's just not pushing himself too much. He's got uh, a, a tail gunner there with Taylor Hagler, uh, a teammate behind uh, him. Of course, his, his other teammate just leading the race and trying to win the championship. But certainly Taylor isn't going to be challenging Robbie Wickens at this stage in the race. Do they have to worry about Tyler Gonzalez, though, who's only another 1.2 seconds further back? Because Tyler, who's been in great form this weekend and has shown his pace in uh, the other championships in which he's been uh, competing. Well, what, is he, what has he got for both Taylor Hagler and Robert Wiggins and that might be the joker in the pack as it were at the moment new fastest lap times coming in Matt Pombo for TCR 128.064 as he continues to press Ryan Eversley for the last step on the podium in TCR in this race also a fast lap for Spencer Pumpelli 126.997 as he closes in on Eric Foss for Murillo Racing Robin Liddell not able to put any kind of move on Luca Mars for fifth place overall 
Mars uh, has just got past Morat. He's Morat, just gone he? past Morat, yes. So now it's the Mercedes versus the Camaro rather than the Mustang versus the Camaro. I just saw that as they went underneath us there, yeah. Jeremy, actually. Yeah. So that must have happened on the previous lap. On that last lap, should I say? Yep, it did. Wow. Yeah, so that Mustang, young Luca Mars there, just uh, 17 years old. What a job he is doing in that Mustang. Uh, and he's uh, putting pressure on Stephen McAleer now. Another graduate who's come up through the Intermittent Mazda MX-5 racing series. Another one of the IMSA-sanctioned series. Great breeding ground for young talent and certainly helps them understand how to get through traffic looks to me as though the rain is I oh, see I was going to say the rain was easing just a little bit but for Robbie Foley he's still got his wipers on as he comes through turn seven plenty of track ahead of Robbie at the moment needs to just keep oh, keep has, concentrating he has made up one more position he's got past Gregory Leofuge already so he's certainly flying along there is Robbie Foley. He's got six seconds, yeah. Jeremy, between well, nearly seven seconds between yeah. himself and Scott Andrews. Yeah, that's the bad news for him. And Scott Andrews is not an easy man to get by either. So he's getting into the faster cars now on a... trying to hold on to the lead of this championship. 17 minutes to go. Yeah, Christian Shimjak has lost a position as well to uh, Spencer Pompelius. So Shimjak in number 72 has lost another one more position. He's now two places behind Robin Liddell. He needs to finish ahead of Robin Liddell to uh, have any hope of winning the championship. Pompelli, the man on the move at the moment, quicker than Olbar, the top four cars at the moment. So Robin's charge forwards. I've seen oh, him get stuck yeah, behind. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. He's, he's quite happy where he is. He knows he's in uh, control of his own destiny at this stage. Even if he gets passed by Spencer Pumpelli? Well, no. Well, where is he now? He's, he's in uh, sixth position right now. So that's... Uh, 250 points. That's where we are right now. Robbie Foley is where... Uh, 16th. Robbie, 16th, yeah. Yeah, so right now, uh, Robin Liddell has a 40 point buffer over Robbie Foley. Wow. So Foley's got to make up uh, four more positions. Shea Adam is standing in front of the Rebel Rock Racing Pit. Have they got the calculators out down there as well, Shea? <laughs> Nope, nope, and Frank DePew will not stand still. He keeps pacing back and forth in the back of the pit lane and keeps walking away from his team, walks back over, sees how it goes, walks away. But the rain is starting to fall a lot more heavily now on the pit lane. And it is starting to just start to glisten on the race surface as well. No thoughts of wet tyres yet. Oh, my goodness, 15 minutes left of the season. Live from... Michelin Raceway, Road Atlanta. It is the IMSA Michelin Pilot Challenge with both championships hanging in the balance for want of a couple of positions either way in the race itself. Let's not forget the race leader. Motorsports in action. McLaren Artura, Jesse Lazar having taken that car over. And what a race they have won. What a race they have run, should I say, with Alex Filsinger 
taking it from pole position and building up a good lead. First half of the race interrupted by uh, off-track excursions by other drivers and therefore by the intervention of the BMW XM safety car. Elliott Skier now 2.6 seconds in arrears in second in the 47 Nola Sports car. And the podium at the moment will be completed by the RS1 Porsche, the number 28 car, Stephen McAleer in third place. Stephen thought he might be on a championship run as well this season. Then it's Core Motorsports Mustang, the 59 car, the white and multicoloured car. Then you're Daniel Morad in the black and pink Winwood Racing 57. Then Robin Liddell in the white and green Chevy Camaro. And he's got a little bit of a gap now. He's just pulled out a little bit, almost a full second now, on Spencer Pompelli in seventh. And the top ten made up by Christian Shimchak and Eric Foss of Marilla Racing and Kenton Cook in the random Vandals BMW. In TCR, Mark Wilkins leads, which is all that he can do to try and win the championship. He came, that team came in having won races this season, but not leading the championship standings. Tyler Max in second for Vandersteur Racing in the red and white number 91 Hyundai. Then the Honda Civic of Ryan Eversley, the number 73. They've had an awful weekend, but you know what they say, bad dress rehearsal, good first night. Well, maybe, maybe that will work for them. Then it's Matt Pombo, then it's Rob Wiggins, championship leader, and at the moment he's fine there with a couple of GS cars coming through. Now, Shea Adam, Adam, Shea Adam is making a point about the GS category, I think. Oh, yes, I see what you're saying, Shea. I'll put that to Jeremy in a moment. Uh, steady rain beginning to fall now. Uh, and Shea's just made a good point in my ear, Jeremy, which pulled me up short for a moment, but I now do realise what she's telling me. We've got to remember, of course, that Robbie Foley is running fifth, uh, running 16th, but he's actually in 15th because one of the cars is going to be put to the back of the grid. Their team car will be put to the back. The 95 won't score. Now, two drive-through penalties coming. And... It's Billy Johnson, and that's another car ahead of Matt Plum. That was passing under yellow, the 5-0 Hattori Motorsport car, passing under yellow, and also the, the number 14, yeah, Tiago Camalo. <laughs> so that's it, and to Camilo, that's another car in front of Robbie Foley. So that's two cars, Jeremy. He might not have to pass. This is getting a bit tight now for Rebel Rock Racing. True. And it's raining. And it's raining hard. And there's a battle for the TCR lead. Coming out to turn number seven. The two Hyundais are side by side. And 98, Mark Wilkins and Tyler Maxson. There they go. Wipers are on now for both of those cars. The Van der Stur Racing machine right with Mark Wilkins. The blue and white car. Just uh, held off for a moment under the Fox Factory Bridge. 
as the rain gets steadily he- heavier. I can see a sheen on the circuit now as they twitch their way through the yeah. final corner. It's beginning to take effect now on the lap times as well, Jeremy. It is indeed. Uh, three seconds to the effect of three seconds. Uh, one minute 30.0 last time around for a race leader, Jesse Lazar. Uh, he was doing a 20, low 26s, excuse me, low 27s, high 26s. So. Uh, at least three seconds and as you say it's getting a little bit heavier it's not uh, raining hard yet but it's getting really treacherous I think out there and uh, certainly on that last lap there's a little bit of gaps a few more gaps that came up between some of the cars in that big pack that's battling for third on back raining heavier there look at the spin for Spencer Pompelli that was turn seven uh, and Pompelli then, that's another car ahead of the championship leaders. He's got it back on track. Now, what do you do? What do you do, Jeremy? You stay out. You, you can't afford to come in and make a pit stop. So Pompelli, oh, now. That was uh, a good recovery, and he gets back it on the track. A very... Uh, very quickly now who do we know that is good in wet weather Robin Liddell but he can't take too many chances here Jesse Lazar his lead has been cut to just two seconds now Stephen McAleer is closing in as well now this is starting to get rather interesting Luca Mars is bothering the top three as well as is Daniel Morad this is all closing up, closing up. The top six are within 11 seconds on the circuit. And in TCR, going yeah. underneath us now. Four-car battle. Yep, for the lead. Ryan Eversley would like to go out on a high. The range just can't make its mind up at the moment. Uh, boy, this makes it treacherous. And, yeah, uh, it's awful. Uh, Robbie Wickens, of course, he's out there dealing with hand controls on his car. He's now got uh, Taylor Hagler right with him, and Tyler Gonzalez right behind Taylor Hagler as well. So, uh, Robbie Wickens, he's running fifth at the moment, which is fine. Uh, and even if he loses a couple of positions, I think he's just about going to be okay, even if his teammate wins the race. But- oh, big off. Uh, on the back straight, that is one of the uh, Stephen Cameron racing car. I think it's Peter Mercy in the I 77 that's got off at turn five. This is going to be a full course yellow. This is going to be a full course yellow with eight minutes to go. Now that will freeze the field, but it will also close the field up. If we do go back to green, this could be very interesting. He's just lost that on the rise as he came over the top of the hill from turn five. The back end get got a little bit light on him. We saw um, Lawrence Vanto have a problem there in the, the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship on cool tyres. The, there's just a tiny little brow of a hill there. And full course yellow. FCY with seven and a half minutes to go of the season. The pits will not open. No, the because pits. we're in fif- within 15 minutes of the end of the race. That's correct, John. Well done. Mm. I think it's uh, pretty unlikely we're going to go back to Greens. Take some, going to take some astonishing work from the uh, safety teams here. I think to get that car out of the way. So here we go. What will happen here? 
it's getting wetter by the moment. Now, if we'd stayed green, of course, the choice would have been left up to the teams and the drivers under yellow. It's reduced speed. Our safety car won't have a problem. It's all-wheel drive, and it's got uh, all-weather street Michelin tyres on it. The BMW XM. So Jesse Lazar, his lead has gone, but the time is ticking away. For Jesse Lazar, that time will be ticking far too slowly. For Robbie Forley, in 16th position, that will be net 15th at the end of the race. And uh, No, he's 15th, so that'll be net 14th, because he's just gone past a couple of cars, of course. Where's Pompelli? Uh, Pompelli has dropped down after that little incident, and he's dropped down to 16th in GS. A whole host of... He actually hasn't come past on this lap, has he? No. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, the good news is that the car that has caused the yellow... Oh! He's got, a, he's got problems. The BGP83 car's got problems. Uh, right rear damage on that car, and the marshals have pushed it away. So Pompelli is out. Tom Collingwood and Spencer Pompelli's day is over. So that's another car that uh, Robbie Forley effectively is... I reckon he's in 14th now, come the results, Robbie Forley. So let's get the abacus out and work out whether we are still in the situation where Rebel Rock are leading. Do we reckon Rebel Rock are still leading? Jeremy nods. Yes, sagely. we do. Uh, by, by my reckoning now, if Liddell finishes sixth, uh, post-race tech, of course, notwithstanding, uh, he'll have 24-20, 2,420, 20-point 20 edge over Robbie Foley and Vin Barletta. Oh, my goodness. And then the uh, Kenny Morello and Christian Shimjack, they're another 20 points back only in the third position in the class. They're running uh, ninth right now. Right, let's have your nominations, team, please, for the uh, Michelin moment of the race in GS and TCR. Cher, uh, Adam, I'll come to you first. To GS, Michelin moment of the race. Uh, whew, that's a hard one. Um, I, I honestly don't know, John. I, I can't think of any nomination. Uh, I'll go with uh, Eric Fulgaris starting at the back of the pack mm. and Stephen McAleer now in a podium position. Yeah, like that, like that. Uh, and in TCR, Shea? TCR, um, Michelin moment of the race. Um, I'm going to go with the 98 team because for them, they came into this with an outside shot at the championship, knowing that all they could do was win the race and they've led it for almost the entirety of the class. Yeah, fair point. Uh, Joe Bradley, moment of the race for you in GS? I think I've, I've got to nominate the, uh, the number 69, the motorsports in action. Alex Filsinger's stint there pulled out a 10.5 second yeah. lead before he handed over. It was a faultless drive, absolutely faultless. Put Jesse Lazar under immense pressure taking over the car with that kind of lead. Yes, it can, it can disappear very quickly under yellow, but it was a cracking drive from Alex. And in TCR, Joseph? I've got to, I'm going to have to say Robert Wickens. Purely for being Robert Wickens, he's just astounding. It's astounding. He's, about, he's in contention with the championship. I'm not going to say anything at the moment, but Robert Wickens just absolutely just, 
just enthralls me. He really does. Uh, Jeremy Shaw, GS moment yeah. of the race. No, I, I left you to life. Yeah, no, thank you. I mean, it's 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 tough. Uh, there's oh, goodness gracious. Behind the safety car, Matt Pombo from third position has gone off the track in the TCR car. That's how treacherous it is out there. Yeah, that was weird. Um, in the GS, look, hats off also, just another nomination for the NOLA sport team. Yeah. Brilliant first stint from Adam Maddelson. I mean, he's relatively new to this sport, only been doing it for two or three years. Uh, Elliot Skier is a very rapid youngster, but uh, it was a great drive by, by Adam. Super qualifying performance uh, to get himself in third position on the grid. And he's done a super, super, super job and looks like they're going to finish in second. So the number seven... That was an engine cutout. All the lights went out on Matt Pombo's car. He didn't uh, understeer it off. Uh, TCR for you, moment of the race? Um, gosh. Well, I mean, the, the uh, Ryan, Ryan, Ryan Eversley and those yeah. guys, I mean, they started last and worked their way right up into, uh, looks like it's going to be third position now with the problem. They're running fourth right with the leaders and getting ready, I'm sure, was, was Ryan Eversley to maybe make a move in the final stages. Unfortunately, he's not going to get that opportunity. But uh, hats off also to those guys. <laughs> Tiebreaker, John. Uh, <laughs> I th- I'm not going to argue with anything. So. Well, this, this isn't over yet, guys, by well, the way. that's true. Um, and we've got the incident cleared. We have got the incident cleared. Uh, by the way, um, does anybody have... Any argument, if I say our special award for this race, which is new to this race, the BDO No Strategy Award uh, for the whole season, and there's just one nomination for this, does anybody want to go past the 33 team, uh, Brian Hurd at Autosport, who could well win the championship here without winning a race? It's about consistency, it's about execution, it's about teamwork. I think they fulfil that, Jeremy, whatever happens in the championship race. Two, uh, Two thumbs up from me. Right. Okay, so that one we will say, that's new, thanks to BDO, the global accounting and strategy company um, who have uh, supported us in uh, WeatherTech this year here on IMSA Radio and IMSA TV. So that one we know, and we that is a nose strategy for the season award for that team. The rest of it, well, we've got 14 uh, seconds to go. Yeah, it's going to be checkered flag. It's going to be a checkered flag. Which is probably just as well. I mean, to start to restart a race now in these conditions without a chance to change on, the tyres. Everybody else yeah. no, no, no. That's uh, that's not going to work. So what what they've done is they've slowed the safety car down on that last lap, and they didn't give a white flag last time around. Checkered flag is in hand, which will end the IMSA Michelin Pilot Challenge under yellow and in the rain. The drama has gone to the end. Winning the race is Jesse Lazar for Motorsports in action. Alex Filsinger did a cracking job at the start of the race. Elliot Skier will come in second for Nola Sports. Stephen McAleer in third for RS1. They've come from the back of the grid and they will get our Michelin Moment of the Race Award in GS in TCR. Mark Wilkins and Brian Hurd at Autosport win from the Van der Stur Racing number 91 in second and third position for Ryan Eversley and LA Honda World Racing. And Ryan Eversley and the uh, LA Honda World uh, team getting on the podium is our TCR moment of the race. Our champions coming from 
A brilliant second half of the season and winning by, we reckon, 20 points. This is provisional. Rebel Rock Racing, Frank Depew and Robin Liddell take the Chevrolet Camaro out of its competition history with a championship victory. The big muscle car has muscled its way to the championship and Robin Liddell and Frank Depew will get the big prize at the banquet. Brilliant stuff, Jeremy. Yeah, by 10 points. 10 points. 10 points, because uh, that late retirement for Spencer Mopelli, plus now on the official score in number 95 car, has been put to the back of the field uh, with that uh, drive time infraction. So it'll be a, a 13th place finish for Robbie Foley, but that leaves in agonizing 10 points shy uh, of, the, uh, of the championship. Let's go straight to Joe Bradley for the winner of the race, Alex Filsinger, with a brilliant first hit. Alex, the 69 McLaren takes the win. I've got to say, you put the foundation down with that fabulous first stint there. You really did put Jesse under some pressure. But hey-ho, pressure's off now, check and flag. Yeah, thank you. It's such an incredible feeling to take our first podium of the year as a win on the last race. And the first win for the Artura, I think, uh, at least certainly on domestic soil. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you've got the McLaren guys who were loitering at the back there. They didn't quite want to believe, but now they can. Yep, 100%. Great stuff. Congratulations, my friend. Thank you. Great drive. Down here at Rebel Rock Racing, everybody has been celebrating, but Frank Depew has walked around to everyone and given them a hug and said thank you. For you, Frank, this moment is a long time coming, but you are finally an IMSA champion. What does this mean? Uh, it, it's amazing. I mean, we've got such a great team. Uh, everybody executes. Um, and it's a team sport. You know, I'm, I'm just lucky to be here. So, Taking the Camaro out in fine form, too. How does that feel? Well, that, that makes us really happy because we, we loved our relationship with Chevrolet, love the Camaro, um, and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what's next. Congratulations. Thanks, Shay. And now if I can just stop to the next pit box back, already wearing a champion's hat, Harry Gottsacker. Hey, you are finally an IMSA champion. It's been a couple of years. You've been close. What does it feel like? Yeah, all that hard work finally paid off. You know, I uh, can't thank Brian Hurd Autosport more than enough. Uh, Hyundai for giving us some rocket ship and launcher and TCR cars. We did it. Hell yeah. <laughs> you did it without winning a race. Is that bittersweet, or are you still happy to have champion after your name? I mean, I do like trophies with the number one on it. Yeah. Uh, luckily, we get one at the end of it also. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> you get the biggest one tonight. Congrats. Thank you. <laughs> this, we've got some consternation in the booth here because there's some late race penalties. We've been in this position before, uh, and Shay and Joe, I, I, I realise that the IMSA officials are very busy, but also if, if um, we... I, I know we've got people listening who are doing the arithmetic. I'm not sure that the Ave Motorsports Supra or Billy Johnson and the Hattori Motorsports served their penalties. They both had drive-through penalties to be assessed. That could bump Robbie Foley up, depending on what penalties were given. And that could bump him up and make the points much, much closer, Jeremy. No, it'll switch it. Because if he moves up two positions, he'll get 20 more points. Rather than being 10 behind, he'll be 10 ahead. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Because uh, Robin Liddell... This is provisional. Ahead. Yeah, absolutely. Robin Liddell finished ahead of both of those... Toyotas, uh, Robin, Robbie Foley was behind both Toyotas. So Foley, uh, Robin Liddell should stay where he is, assuming there's no other penalties. He will stay in fifth place. Will score uh, in where is he in sixth position? Will score 250 points. 
So he's he's set now on twenty four twenty, but right now the scoring shows Robin uh, Robbie Foley in thirteenth. That's one hundred eighty points. That leaves him on twenty four ten. But if he if he moves up two positions with penalties to the two Toyotas, that'll leave him with two hundred points, uh, which would be ten more than Frank Depew and Robin Liddell. Oh my goodness! The drama continues. I'm not even sure what to say at the moment. Uh, let's uh, we'll get some driver reaction in the moment. Let's re let's recap uh, our winners of the Michelin mo- uh, moment of the race in in GS RS1 started right at the back. They've come through to uh, the third place on the podium in TCR. Uh, it was the a similar story from a, a, an awful weekend that's turned into a, a finish on the podium with great strategy and pace for the LA Honda World number 73. Our BDO No Strategy for the Season award, uh, special for this race and therefore the season, has gone to the number 33 crew uh, who seem to have won the championship without having won a race, a model of consistency and teamwork. Let's hear from some of the winning drivers. Jesse Lazar brought it home for the McLaren Motorsport in Actions team. Jesse, we spoke to Alex at the flag. It was very nervous on the wall, but you had it all in hand and that raised, that's the rain came down. Yeah, no, we, I built a gap when I got into my car, you know, into the stint to make sure I had a bit of wiggle room for when the rain came because I was the guinea pig, right? I didn't really see anybody, where the track was, how the track's doing, where the braking is. But, you know, it all worked out. I grew up racing in the rain from Canada. So this is only uh, natural to me, and I'm so happy for the team. Alex made my job so easy. What an incredible stint by him. Got in the car, first place, basically, on, on, on sequence, and just kept it there. And Motorsports and Actualin did an incredible job making this McLaren as fast as it ever could be. First win for the McLaren Atura on American soil. How happy were you to see that uh, full course caution come? Uh, no, because if you know, I was happy. I would have rather finished on the green because there was a chance of it going uh, green again, and then anything could happen. You know, that Porsche is really fast off on cold tires. We take a little bit longer to get going, so uh, you know, it all worked out. <laughs> Big cheers down here for our race winners in TCR, Mark Wilkins and Mason Felipe. I talked to Mason a little bit earlier. You guys did everything you could for the championship, but at the end of the day, Mark, you guys are still the only Hyundai to get a win this year. Yeah, you know, it feels great. Um, you know, Mason did a great job, and I have to say, uh, Tyler Maxson, uh, a lot of credit. He did a fantastic job. He had a great drive. I mean, he was all over me. Um, we were trying to figure out where the grip was, and there's a few times he found a little more grip, and I think I found a little more grip in a few spots. And, yeah, it was, uh, it was a tough drive, but uh, great drive by them. Um, you know, Mason, Brian Her Autosport this year, our crew, our team just did a great job. Uh, it was a tough season, but uh, congrats to the 33 on the championship. That's massive. Just a great day for Hyundai, another championship for them, and uh, let's keep it rolling. Yeah, this is exactly the momentum you need to go into Daytona. Now, the sister car wins the championship. You guys won the last race. It should be a pretty good fight when we get to uh, Daytona in a couple months' time. Yeah, I expect uh, it'll always be a good fight. That's what we want. That's why we go racing. So, you know, adding in the rain that uh, we didn't expect, but I kind of thought might happen anyway. And, you know, it just made it really dicey, really interesting, and uh, hopefully good for the fans. It was a good battle. So, uh, no, great day. Really, really proud of the crew, the team, everybody, and uh, just grateful to be here and uh, just having a lot of fun. Three wins on the season, Mason. How good is it to drive with this guy? It's awesome to drive with the Mark. I mean, like he said, our, our number 98 crew, our Hyundai Elantra and TCR car was awesome out there. And then he had a killer final stint. I mean, it looked super sketchy there at the end. He had a great battle with Tyler. So it's really fun having good battles out there and looking forward to next year. 
Congrats to you both. Both of their second wins here at Michelin Raceway Road Atlanta, John, but this is the first time they've done it together. Shea will understand the situation we're going through at the moment because we've been here before, her and I in the booth. I am staring at the timing screen at the moment to wait to see if there's any changes. We are waiting for word from race control about unserved drive-through penalties for overtaking under yellow for Ave Motorsports, the number 14 Toyota, and the similar car of Hattori Motorsports, the number 50. I've got them scored as only one time through the pit lane, both of those cars. So if that is correct, they did not serve their drive-through. That would normally mean a... a a time penalty equivalent to the end of the race. Drive -through. Equivalent to a drive-through. That would push them, because we finished under yellow, yeah. that would push them way down. Why is that important? Because that would elevate the Turner Motorsport BMW up some positions. Now, one of them has already happened. So the timing screen has just changed and the Ave Motorsport car has just dropped down. And so has, so Robbie Foley is now in 11th position and that means the championship has changed after the chequered flag with unserved penalties and therefore Frank Depew and Robin Liddell will be 10 points shy of the championship and that is down to unserved penalties from other cars not involved in the championship. So by the time the effective disqualification of the Turner Motorsport number 95 car plus those two Supras it is now on the screen in front of me and unofficially we are seeing that Turner Motorsports number 96 Jeremy Shaw have won the championship by 10 points yeah unofficially uh, and uh, and just 30 points behind them also uh, are Murillo and Shimjak but uh, yeah by my reckoning, Robbie Foley and Vin Barletta, they came in here uh, with a, a, a narrow lead, well, 60-point lead, and uh, it looks, looks like they're going to uh, come away with it with a 10-point victory. That's absolutely amazing. By the way, also in TCR, we, we, Robbie Fo you know, we've already talked about the championship for Robbie Wickens uh, and, uh, and Harry Gottsacker, but in the manufacturer championship, with the win today for Hyundai and the, th the uh, third-place finish for Audi, I think that's going to be enough for Audi to win the manufacturer championship by 10 points. Uh, no, but wait a minute. No, the other way around. I beg your pardon. I'm so sorry. 32.30 for Hyundai to the 32.20 unofficially of Audi. So a change there. Hyundai moving ahead of Audi for that manufacturer championship in TCR. So it's uh, it's all changed there. Goodness gracious. What a, what a dramatic end to a, an incredible season of racing. Well, this is a, a terrible situation in, uh, in some respects. Shea, Adam, are you with Turner Motorsport down there? Uh, no, they're gone. They're not here. Uh, and I'm actually down toward the podium. And because I came down here after seeing that their pit box was abandoned, thinking maybe they were coming. No, they're not. So uh, IMSA people, probably Emily's, going to have to go find them at their truck. Uh, I'm seeing pictures at the moment that would suggest that Turner Motorsport are on their pit perch um, let's quickly go down to Joe, Joe Bradley uh, Joe Bradley who is going to have a word with Robin Liddell who will be as confused I think as he possibly could be at the moment we're going to stay on air for a little bit let's go to Robin Liddell let's see what he's been told 
Right, Robin, my friend, what have you been told? Because there's a bit of uh, confusion and consternation on our end. My understanding is we won it on the road based on a tiebreaker with Turner. Uh, we've got more wins and podiums, so we'd win it on the tiebreaker. But my understanding is there's a couple of cars potentially going to get disqualified. And if that's the case, they would probably gain points. So right now, it's, I guess it's in the stewards' room. Uh, so I don't know. All right, mate. So we'd, we're just going to have to wait for that to break, aren't we? Yeah. Yep. You yeah, could hear I mean, the disappointment yeah, well, there goodness. in in Robin's voice. Uh, and up at Turner, the other side of the story, Cameron Lawrence and Robbie Foley uh, in the... Actually, they're in the 95 pit. Uh, and they're trying to work out what's happened. Three cars that were ahead of them in the standings have been put behind them at the end of the race the two are the two super grs with unserved drive-throughs for overtaking under a yellow they they have been given time penalties their sister car blew the uh, very early on in well uh, early on in the race uh, partway through the race blew the maximum time for a single driver and therefore have been put to the back on that regulation and therefore having come in with a 60 point advantage and been at the flag of effectively 20 uh, or 30 points down they have now had that swapped around oh my goodness that is extraordinary we're waiting they're still not sure they're still not sure at uh, at Turner, no. I mean, there's likely to be. You know, it, it's it's going to go to the stewards. Uh, the, the timing screen has, has changed. Has changed. Yes, indeed. The timing yes. screen has changed, and I was staring at it as it happened. Yeah. It was first the 14, the RV car dropped down, and then the number 50 Billy Johnson car. They've now been scored in 17th and 18th, having had time penalties exacted upon them. So. The end of the season was 15 minutes ago in terms of the chequered flag. And what difference might it have made then if we hadn't gone yellow? Yeah. Would even would the, the uh, Toyotas have taken their drive-throughs? Well, that, 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 that's moot point because the same would have happened if they had all they hadn't. Correct. Uh, they so, would have gone behind. Yeah, they would have yes. gone behind them in any case. Yeah, that um, is a fair because, point. Because uh, you know, they had... They, they would have had time to, to serve those penalties, uh, but it wouldn't have made any difference. They would certainly fallen behind Robbie Foley, so goodness gracious me. Uh, look, I mean, you know, there's not much more to be said, John, to be honest. I mean, this is going to... We're going to have to wait to the, for the official results to come out, and the official results don't come out for several days. Let's go to Shea Adam, who's with Turner Motorsport at their end of the pit lane. They've come back to their pit box. Shea Adam... Will Turner is on the phone, so I'm going to jump in with Robbie Foley. Uh, are you an IMSA champion for the first time or not? I'm actually not sure yet. Uh, I hope so. Um, we had an interesting race. Obviously, the rain at the end um, screwed some stuff up. We thought we made a good call on strategy, but we trapped ourselves a lap down because one car didn't pit. So, all in all, a great race. An awesome year, thanks to all my guys at Turner, um, especially Sean Cannon, who's been on my car uh, since we started this GS program, and uh, he's moving on to something new. Thanks to all the guys, Brew, everybody on our team. Don called a great strategy today. We didn't have the fastest car here this weekend, but we uh, we just had to do our best, and we did. And uh, I don't know officially what's going to happen, so I don't want to speak too early, but, 
Yeah, it's been a it's been an awesome experience, an awesome year at this new M4 GT4, and couldn't uh, couldn't do it with a better group of people. Either way, at the end of the day, first or second with Vin Barletta, you've got to be thrilled with that. Looking at the beginning of the season to now, absolutely. And uh, the last two years in a row, Vin and I have been third coming into this race, and he's had horrible luck. He's been taken out both of his first stints. So for him, it's uh, yeah, he's a he's been an amazing part of my life and uh, a great friend of mine, a great mentor in all aspects of life. So. To give him this reward, and he's been so supportive of me and the team, is a really special feeling. So, yeah, big thanks to Vin, and uh, we'll uh, hopefully get some good news here in a little while. Well, we got WeatherTech qualifying coming up next. I don't think you're going to the other pit wall yet, though, are you? Uh, I, I used to do that every year. <laughs> After the race, uh, one year we won here, and they're like, oh, by the way, uh, qualifying's in five minutes. So I literally ran with my helmet and jumped in the car. So I think I'm out of uh, – I'm lucky today. I'm – uh, Michael or Patrick will qualify, but uh, yeah, we've got a good car for tomorrow, so hopefully we can have some good news tonight and follow it up tomorrow. Hopefully it's congrats, Robbie. Thanks very much. Well, a really good interview from Robbie, and thank you, Shea, for getting down there. Uh, will Turner is off the form. We might get a quick chat with him, Don Solana, who uh, could be a hero or a villain uh, here, and we don't know because when Robbie was saying we, we got messed up by the fact that a car didn't pit, that was their team car, and that's what put them a lap down. However, in not pitting, they blew the driver time, and therefore that car, the team car, got put to the back of the results. And that is the part of the points. I mean, you can look at it either way, which one happened first, second or third. But that that is part of the points that have given them the championship by the slenderest of mar- uh, margins. Shea Adam is still down there. Shea? What's- we still don't know. Um, there's a lot of uncertainty. There's uh, Everyone came back to the Turner box. They had left it at the checkered flag, thinking that that was it. And Rebel Rock was celebrating. And now everybody is very superstitious, standing there, sitting there. Will Turner was on the phone. I can only assume it was with race control to try and get an answer. But uh, they are at the exact opposite end of the pit lane from the podium. So if they need to go down there, it's going to be a long walk. We're, well, I'm sure there'll be a golf cart. Uh, we've got our pit reporters. Don't go away from there, shit. Don't go away from there. Joe Bradley's at the other end uh, of the pit lane with Rebel Rock. We've got uh, pace laps out for the Cadillac owners on the circuit at the moment. Nice to see a few Cadillac wagons out there. VT, uh, VTS wagons. Uh, at the moment, there are two teams at opposite ends of the pit lane being the Rebel Rock at pit in and Turner Motorsport at pit out. And they don't know. The good news is we've got plenty of time before the start of uh, WeatherTech qualifying. Which and it's from the other pit lane as well. And so it's from the other pit lane, yes. Uh, it, clearly, um, IMSA want to honour uh, in the pit lane the champions here. They'll, they have their, uh, their banquet and their award ceremony later on this weekend. But right now... I'm not sure what the conversations are because the timing screen now does reflect all of the penalties post-race. Oh, the rule book was out there uh, at uh, Rebel Rock. So here's the result as it stands. The top three are unaffected. In fact, the top seven or eight were unaffected. So it's Motorsport in Action, Nola Sport and RS1. Those are your podium finishers. The Robin Littell and Frank Depew 
finished in sixth position. The rule book is out in the hands of Rebel Rock Racing at the moment. The changes came behind Robin Liddell, but between Robin Liddell and Robbie Foley as they finished. The first car that disappeared was the Turner team car because they'd blown the driver time. So they get put to the back as of, uh, as of the regulations. The two cars yeah. post the race um, with their problems were unserved drive-throughs for overtakes under yellow. And that was both of the, the Supras. Yeah, oddly, the number 95 car hasn't been put to the very back. It's been put rather oddly in 25th position quite sure why that should be. Um, What's behind it? Well, several cars. Right, uh, so, include, the t- the two Toyotas, yeah. right so the two I mean, to- Toyotas, their penalties came later. Yeah, but uh, the drive time should, should usurp everything else. Yes, I think so. I agree well, with you. I'm pretty sure it should, yes, absolutely. So, um, Actually, the, yes, and there's the two cars lapsed down as well. Uh, yeah. it, that that um, should be, I reckon, should plus, be ahead. But plus the other cars that didn't finish, even the, the, the ninety-five car will go back behind there. But that's that's not really relevant to anything right now. Uh, it's what is important is the those unserved penalties. You know, are, the, those penalties were quite clearly made by race control, and the rules I think on those are are pretty clear. If they are unserved by the time the checkered flag comes out, then they are converted into a time penalty for the equivalent for a, of a drive-through. And, um, and they know what the pit lane delta is. Exactly. They know the, the amount of time from start to finish yeah. in pit lane speed limits. Yeah, because a race control, they, they, they um, decree what that is. So Correct. they know what it is. And, so it, it, and whatever it is, it's going to be long enough to put them way, way back behind uh, Robbie Foley. So yeah. um, you know, the, the, only, the only really question mark is... Um, have those penalties been served? And no, they haven't. So I, I, I'm not quite sure really why it's taking this long uh, to figure that out. I'm trying to see what they are saying about the, converge, the conversion of pit lane penalties uh, to... Uh, Robin Liddell has uh, moved away from the rest of his team and he's having a chat with uh, uh, where's he off to it looks like he's off up to race control and meantime at Turner they're all on their phones as well well we promised you drama from the Fox Factory 120 it's now been the Fox Factory 200 and and counting and we're in a situation here where we can confirm the two podia, which we've done. It'll be Brian Hurd, Autosport, number 98 and TCR from Vandister, 91, and LA Honda World, the 73 uh, Honda on the TCR. We still don't know our champions officially. Boy, this is... It's, it's a... It's a a shame to finish off a championship this way for sure, but uh, uh, thankfully after a very slow start to this race, we've had several slow starts to the season in Mission Pilot Challenge races this season. Well, a couple, I suppose. The rest of the race have been absolutely stellar from start to finish. Certainly a shame this finish under yellow and at, uh, with this cloud of the penalties hanging over everybody. No official I mean, words coming down, but still, it was still a great race and a really exciting and interesting race. Uh, um, the irony is... The irony is that these penalties affect 
these two, the final two penalties are, yeah. car, are cars that were not in the championship race. So we're not talking about them directly affecting the cars that were battling for the championship. It is the finishing position of the Turner Motorsport number 96 car that it affects. And that, yeah. therefore, affects the championship. Indeed, um, and, a, and a 95 car also with, you know, with its drive it, thing. It I mean, that, that's that's the, Joe, the critical final one, of course. Joe Bradley is down in the pit lane. Uh, the rule book is out at Rebel Rock, and it's a weighty tour. Yeah, it is a very witty tome. Um, I'm not sure what exactly what section and paragraph they're looking for, but uh, Frank de Pew has just said that they will be appealing this result. I'm not sure the grounds. We haven't had a chance to go into that, but I, I, even though the 96, I believe, has just been called the winner as the winner, um, this 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 um, well, Frank de Pew has just mentioned that to me. That's yet to be made official. But um, there, is, there are a lot of sour faces down here. There are a lot of stern faces, I should say. Um, they're, they're not happy with the, how things have panned out in certain ways. Will Turner, uh, at the other end of the pit lane, is showing Robbie Foley a message on his phone. We can't see it. There's still... Well, is, there, is there a hint of a smile on Will Turner's face? Don Solana looks like he... Well, he packed up all of his stuff a little while ago. Shea Adam is still down there. And we'll try and jump in in a moment. It feels like election night coverage here, and we're waiting for a recount. Um, I, I, honestly, it is, it's extraordinary. If you're just joining us, we're getting towards our, our coverage of the, the WeatherTech qualifying. It is wet. Um, a quick recap of what's happened here. As they cross the line... Sixth place for Rebel Rock Racing was enough to secure them the GS Championship. However, three cars between them and their championship rivals, the Turner Motorsport number 96 crew who came into the weekend with a 60-point edge, three cars were moved from their finishing positions. The 95, their teammate, that was a drive time. And they've gone to the back and the two of him, uh, the two uh, GR Supras had unserved drive-through penalties and they went through uh, and dropped back as well. We finished under yellow because of a crash. It was wet and it would appear uh, that there was no opportunity for those to be served and no opportunity for Rebel Rock to improve their position. There's a smile on the face of... Uh, there's a smile on the face of Will Turner. Sh- Adam, you still up there? I, I'm the reason he was smiling, actually. Of course um, you were. He was asking uh, if we think we'll hear it first or he'll hear it first. And I said, well, I hope you would. And he goes, from where? The heavens? So we kind of are the heavens. So, John, when you hear, let us know, because Will Turner would love some information. Can you have a quick word with him? And, and you know, this is a, a, it's an interesting way to end a championship, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. He's seen championship sorted in so many different ways over his career hasn't he <laughs> right, right just before just hang on a second I am now hearing I'm waiting for confirmation of this I'm going to ask I've been told this is this is like election night I'm being told in my ear that the 96 crew are champion Aaron can you confirm that for me from Charlotte please can you confirm that before we move on any further Right, and we have 
we have now confirmation of the information that we were looking at. The screen that I am looking at, Shea Adam, uh, is that Robbie Foley finishing 11th uh, and Robin Liddell finishing 6th gives the championship to Turner. At this point, it's provisional until post-race tech and anything else. Shea Adam uh, down with Turner Motorsport, the smallest of margins, including one of their cars being put to the back of the grid. The back of the finishing order has given them the championship by 10 points. Provisionally, you guys are champions by 10 points. So, congratulations. Yes. I mean, that's... <laughs> that's kind of uh, how we did our math as well, but I know the, the last part of the race was... Uh, was a little crazy between the rain and uh, the just the penalties get hand, the drive-throughs right that, that weren't handed out till after. But um, yeah, if this is really official, I mean, pinch me because this was an amazing day. And uh, look, Robbie Foley had to finish 11th, and he finished 11th. And if, if we did it because of this, that's amazing. Having the full bird in your car proven to be a, a bit of a secret weapon. And Robbie, first championship in IMSA. It's kind of hard to believe. I mean, you got MX5, but that was a long time ago under different guises. What does it feel like to now be able to say, hey, I'm an IMSA champ? Yeah, it's amazing. And uh, I owe it to all these all these guys and girls at Turner Motorsport. It's been a, a great experience for me the last five years joining this group. Um, you can't do this without great people. And a great teammate in Vin, he's been a, a huge part of my career and a, a great friend and a, a mentor over the years. Um, and I really owe it all to these guys. We had a great season with our new M4 GT4. The car's been awesome. We were a little on the back foot this weekend in terms of pace, but we tried to do what we had to do. And, um, yeah, it's, it's awesome. And a, a special shout-out to, to Sean Cannon on our team. He's been on my car personally um, since we started this GS project, and he's moving on um, to other things. So I uh, just want to say a special thanks to him and all my guys uh, and girls on this team. Wouldn't be here without him. I've got to ask Don Salama before uh, we get too much into this championship celebration. What happened with the sister car, with the 95 and the drive time, and then ultimately trapping the 96 a lap down? So we got caught. That timing of that last, uh, shorty, the yellow round 45 minutes ago was the worst timing for us, right? Because Cameron was trying to push it one more lap. Frankly, we were trying to avoid pitting on the same lap for the 96 to leave a clear box, and that one lap hurt us because the yellow came out. He couldn't get his drive. Like, we're five minutes early, but we still couldn't get it in in time, so it was just bad timing. We were trying to default to the 96 preference, and it just hurt the 95. So we'll, we'll make sure we pay back next year for those guys. Yeah, you still won the championship, yeah. so congrats to all you guys. Little party. we got to go qualify. Yeah. yeah, thanks. We're ready to go. Oh, oh. Let's go to Robert Wickard's champion uh, in the 33 without winning a race. Harry Gottsacker and Robert Wickens, TCR champions for 2023. I'll start with you first, Harry, then we'll have a word with Ro uh, Robert. Um, congratulations, it must feel fantastic. Ah, thank you very much. All year long, our launcher and TCR has just been an absolute rocket of a race car, and uh, can't thank the Brian Herda crew enough for all this wonderful opportunity once again. And yeah, we did it. I mean, it wasn't too pretty this afternoon, but we did it. So I'll, I'll take it, I love it, and uh, yeah, looking forward to more. And your teammate, uh, Robert? Uh, tricky end to the end of this uh, 2023 season. Just how bad were the conditions? Yeah, it was uh, a little nerve-wracking. You know, I, I felt quite quite comfortable where I was, just kind of saving everything in case I needed more tire or more car at the end. And, um, yeah, the target was just to keep it in the top five. And then, yeah, once it started raining, I, I love those conditions so much. I really just wanted to get amongst it and, and uh, yeah, try to challenge forward. But I had to be very disciplined, just made sure I made no mistakes. And, 
it helped that you know there wasn't a whole lot of pressure from behind and I could I had good references in front of me so I could kind of see where they were breaking and how slippery it was in the corners ahead so hats off to Mark and Mason they drove an amazing race and that final stint of Mark's under so much pressure being the lead car every time into the worst and worst conditions is never easy and he handled it like a pro and you know to get one two in the drivers championship Hyundai claiming the, the manufacturers there in the dying moments yeah to obviously I think the teams as well so couldn't have come out better it's not how we crafted it up you know it's a shame that the, that the 17 had the issues that they had they had a fantastic year they battled us hard week in week out and um yeah i mean i guess that's how it goes sometimes in motorsport and it you know for us the job wasn't done we still had to execute a good race problem free no penalties and and yeah we did it champions robert champions all that hard work comes to this well done guys well done I've just noticed something else in the pit, and I've just been shown the pictures to prove it as well. Think back to VIR. There was contact between the Chevy Camaro and the Lone Star Racing uh, Mercedes AMG GT4. Um, there was bad blood between that. There was uh, some words apparently afterwards. The 27 Scott Andrews-driven Lone Star Racing AMG GT4 pulled into the pits at the end of the race and gave up the extra spot. I have just noticed that, that it didn't cross the line uh, at the same time as everybody else. And that was in front of Robbie Foley. So they have effectively, despite all those penalties, if that car had stayed out, then there would still have been enough points on the table and the win uh, tiebreak would have gone to Rebel Rock Racing. So Lone Star Racing have deliberately affected the championship and we can I'm speculating on the cause of that but I can only think and thank you again to those who have reminded me of the incident at Lime Rock Park. Uh, that I think is uh, certainly some of the reason that we've seen some uh, particularly unhappy scenes uh, from down at Rebel Rock Racing. We're going to have lots to talk about in Mission and Post Race Tech and Midweek Motorsport next week. Thank you for staying with us. Um, particular thanks to all of our technical crew, uh, both here at the track and up at Charlotte. Aaron, thank you very much for all the uh, information today. Brilliant to have had you in uh, in my ear. And to everyone who's worked on Mission and Pilot Challenge this year uh, through all the way from the Rolex 24 to here at Motul Patilamon. We've crowned champions. We've had a new race winner with McLaren taking the victory for motorsports in action. We've had controversy, excitement, and there'll be more discussion to come, I'm sure. Once again, IMSA Michelin Pilot Challenge has delivered. On behalf of the whole team here on RSL and IMSA Radio and TV, I'm John Hindorf. And now, breathe. This program is a Radio Show Limited production. For more, check imsaradio.com and subscribe to IMSA Radio wherever you get your podcasts.